What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Jordan Grace and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and I am talking very slow because I have botched this intro. I have done like twice already, so I'm back. We're good. Rich, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just a lot to talk about this week. And my God, have I never seen people, I won't say never, um, seen people bug out the way they did over the Observer um, Newsletter Awards. In a lot of ways, it's an extension of the Hall of Fame stuff from last year just turned up even a little bit more but um yeah I, i'm chilling and you know been making a lot of songs and uh you know getting ready to put them out eventually so uh it's gonna be dope but um yeah just just been watching a lot of stuff over the past week and i'm very excited to do the show tonight oh very excited huh very excited hmm. at least you're more excited than Miz again in the ring against bobby lashley apparently uh for those that you know, may not have watched Raw Check for Raw literally days after um, seeing the online stuff or people defending WWE and the main roster. Um, what they decided to do t- tonight was advertise Miz versus <laughs> Bobby Lashley for the WWE title at 9 o'clock. They set a timer on the show. You, when it was 8.45, you saw it said 15 minutes and then with 14 59 and kept going right Lashley comes out then Miz music hits they cut the the, the ramp they cut back to um, MVP and Lashley they cut to the ramp they cut back to them it happens two more times all of a sudden they show backstage Miz has cramps Adam Pierce comes up and says hey bro what are you doing you got a match he is obviously faking, you know, this uh, this illness. He doesn't want any smoke with Bobby Lashley. He's trying to weasel out of a title match. 
Lashley runs out the ring, finds him backstage, puts him up against the chest and says, you are fighting a match tonight. Uh, then Adam Pearce says, you have until 10. They are doing the boy who cries wolf shit because they have something that people might care about and they're dragging it out for another hour because they know that once that shit happens, they figure out people are turning them fucking show off. And it's just like, how about you make more stars so that you can implement them at different times of the show to where people will watch it? I'm sorry. Like, that's that was super lame. Like, and this also undercuts, like, the fact that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus half from what I saw a hell of a match um I didn't watch all of it but I tuned in and saw the first half of it in or the last half of it it was a it was a good ass fun match so it was like this is the reason why people don't give this show the respect that their fans believe it does uh the the WWE main roster apologists believe it does they can have something like Sheamus and McIntyre and then have another two and a half hours of nonsense so I'm sorry for all this poison that y'all listening to, uh, you know, <laughs> bringing down raw. We don't do yeah. that on this show. Yeah. You know, the toxic culture It's like, what about when the culture's toxic to me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. right. Uh, anyway, I guess we're going to get into the, uh, the observer awards and some of the discourse yeah, around man. it because it's, I just had to point that out. It's like, y'all, y'all did all of that over the weekend and this, how they do you. All this crying. This, this, all you, this crying. You were defending them and they treated you like shit on the back end. That's the reason why people voted the way they did. That, that's the relationship <laughs> they have. Um, so, uh, yeah, the 2020 wrestling observer newsletter awards, of course, um, those of you who don't know, um, so, uh, the wrestling observe newsletter subscribers every year at the end of the year they vote on the year's best and you know it's i would probably say that it's a pool of like two thousand people at the most um well i think the pool's bigger than that but it's it's that's only the amount of people that actually vote that that actually vote i would probably i don't know what the because there were years like i didn't vote i didn't start voting on the observer uh or so last year and i've been a subscriber for like five or six years now so um but yeah man um a lot so you know that's that's the pool of voters and then you know it goes through um you know what happened in 2020 from the beginning of the year to the end and i think that's a key thing to remember in some of this stuff (laughs) because they're um you know 2020 it was a year there was like a lot of weird things that happened companies shut down uh people weren't running long absences but without further ado uh, these were the winners if you guys haven't heard them which i don't know at, at this point i don't know how you haven't heard them but um yeah so the Lutlet Thez Ric Flair Award this year wrestler of the year award and this encompasses uh, everything in being a great wrestler it's like matches promos business uh, and essentially moving the culture, how we describe. Um, so your winner was John Moxley. Um, your um, most outstanding wrestler was Kenny Omega. Most outstanding yeah. wrestler different, varies from the uh, Fair Flares Award as being like your most outstanding person in the ring from bell to bell. Yeah. Tag Team of the Year is the Young Bucks. Uh, promotion of the Year is AEW. Best on interviews, Eddie Kingston. What else we have? Best TV show is AW Dynamite. 
pro wrestling match of the year, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Hangman, excuse me, the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Did you restart yourself because you said Adam Page before Kenny Omega? Did they? Did you just no, do that? I, okay. No. <laughs> I said. I, nah, I said the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega oh, okay. versus. That's what I was. About well, to I say. mean, I mean, that's how it turned out. <laughs> In the long uh, run. Yeah. Then then they had the category B awards, which um, aren't done on the five three two scale. It's just one person you write in. So um, U.S. Canada MVPs John Moxley, um, Japanese MVP Tessia Naito, Mexico MVP Ray Phoenix, Europe Walter, of course. Uh, the Hodge Award non heavyweight MVPs Hiromu Takahashi, women's wrestling MVP, and a shocker uh, Bailey. Um, best box office draw. Uh, was Conor McGregor on top, but the first wrestler on there is John Moxley. Feud of the year is John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Most improved, Britt Baker. Most charismatic was MJF. Uh, Brian Danielson Award for best technical wrestler was Zack Sabre Jr. For like the Damn. seventh year in a row or something, yeah. something like that. Yep. Bruiser Brody Memorial Award for best brawler, John Moxley ending Ishii's six year streak. Yeah, which is also cap. He should have won it again. Yeah. Uh, best flying wrestler was Ray Phoenix. Uh, first time that either I saw a stat since like 2008 that either Ricochet, Osprey, or Ibushi did not win this award. Wow. Um, most overrated, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> most underrated, Ricochet. Rookie of the year, Pat McAfee. Best non wrestler, Taz. Best television announcer, Excalibur. Worst television announcer, Michael Cole. How many years has he won in a row? <sighs> Michael Cole has maybe, maybe has come JBL. and gone. Maybe JBL or Graves has like, you know, stole one from him in the last couple of years. Graves got one last year. Okay. Post yeah, was before sense. that. That makes uh, sense. But Cole has he he had a nice like four year run from like two thousand to two thousand thirteen. He had 10, 11, 12, 13, and he may have picked up one in like late 90s or something. All right, he picked up one in 2002. So he's Cole, vintage performances from Michael Cole. Well, you look at that year run or those years, you said like a lot of that coincided when he was a Hill announcer. He was a mm-hmm. Hill play by play announcer. Of course, that's going to get that. Yep. Best and- major wrestling show, uh, AEW Revolution. Worst major wrestling show, WWE Super Showdown from Saudi Arabia. Ooh, I'm Best sure. Wrestling maneuver. <laughs> Kenny I'm Omega's sure. one-wing angel. I, I'm sure that a lot, a lot of those Saudi Arabia shows have won over the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can tell you, they the last like three years have all been Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, most and then you know at the end we've got most disgusting promotional tactic and WWE has the first four on this list, but the number one was firing people in a pandemic during a year, which they were setting record profits. People lost their ever loving minds over these awards. They let this bother them in ways where they were up at four a.m. Madly tweeting about this. Yes, I'm talking to you, Raj Geary um, from Wrestling Inc. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you know when you see um, someone. It's like, hey man, come, you know, like don't 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 do this, man. Like like somebody needed to protect Raj from himself because there's no reason to be up at 4 a.m. talking about a wrestling poll like this. And 
I'm sorry. That's, re- that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I don't know where he's stationed in the country, so I don't know. Maybe, you know, his 4 a.m. might have been one at night. Okay. Okay. Solid point. Solid point. Who knows? However, when I rolled over, you know, to look right. at my phone in the middle of the night, you know, you pop up Twitter to see if you had any notifications. You, you see the goddamn just the mm-hmm. onslaught. Uh, and it wasn't just him. It was just like, you know, people everywhere losing their goddamn minds over uh, AEW's domination, pretty much. Uh, New Japan has done similarly well in past years like this, and I can't remember the reaction being that outsized. It, it uh, was, let's say we go back to 2018, or let's say go 2015 through 18, right? Mm-hmm. Those awards were typically dominated by, like, New Japan and NXT. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you have people that are diehard WWE fans, and I think the main thing that people need to remember when it comes to this is, like, the people that are voters, even the the hardest core wrestler, does not have enough time in the fucking day to watch all the pro wrestling that happens on this globe every, all 365 days of the year. You gotta pick and choose, right? So, um, if you are a person that is invested in WWE... I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that the, the simple reason that they feel this way is they watch what they watch and they have no reference for what is available outside of that. Most of the people, there are some people that is like, I've seen the other side. I like what I already have here. And that that's perfectly fine. But I think a lot of it comes down to people don't re- realize how much wrestling is around the world and how it's done in different ways. And there's no right way on how to do it. So there's all these different ways and some might, may intrigue people in, in different ways. And so that's how they end up voting. So like, if we go back to the late '90s, early 2000s, when WWF was on top, was on top, they that one said they dominated the awards, but they had plenty of people that won. They won Best Feud, they won Best Promotion, uh, Promotion. Vince was winning Booker of the Year and uh, Promoter of the Year. Raw was the best TV show, or like that happened. Like SmackDown, I'm sure is one best TV show. Um, let's say. Um, let's say like, you know, when we had the, the SmackDown six, they probably did. So it all comes down to what is the hot thing right now at the time and what is being best done that people recognize out of a bunch of people that tend to be hardcore wrestling fans that watch more wrestling than the average quote unquote other uh, version of uh, hardcore wrestling fans. Like there are hard, like I think at this point, if you are watching wrestling on a system weekly basis, you're some level of a hardcore fan, I think, but the observer particularly is people that are trying to search, seek out and find some of the best, the best wrestling all, all around the world, except for Mexico, apparently. But anyway, um, so when I see this is like, okay, I get why they're upset. They invest their time and they are, have to be somewhat compelled in, um, by the storylines that are happening on the main roster. Um, and they just cannot fathom, that something else better or they've seen the other side and it's like that didn't appeal to me this does what is wrong with everybody else and like if that's how you feel it's it's gone even beyond that like it's also them pop time but my point is like explain how to tie this to their identity and it's like y'all gotta stop doing this to yourselves like the fact that like a group of you said the people that voted is like 2,000 people that voted the group the I, fact would, that two, I would take a guess it was 2,000 people the fact that 2,000 people voted out of NXT gets seven hundred thousand people every every single show, just on average, right? NXT or AEW gets what nine hundred or, or nine hundred to eight fifty thousand every single week on average. Mm-hmm. 
Raw gets 1.7, SmackDown gets what 1.9 or 2 million. We're talking about two two thousand people out of literally millions of different people that are watching these shows. Who? I mean, like to get upset and about this, like it, like you should <laughs> you should just look think of the numbers and think like okay, well, there's clearly some type of um so selection process. Like this is a certain subsect of fandom, and they disagree with me. Oh well, I enjoy what I enjoy. But people have tied this into like especially this year with, with NXT or AEW having a full year. Like this, see, oh, the, see the number of people a, that, that that won or they filled out the top tens of these lists. That's what really pissed people off. Like this was a historic level of dominance for AEW. But then, like the funny thing is, is like, well, what do you offer in its place if you're not giving Tony Khan the best book? Or who are you giving it to? Gato, who put the belt on evil? No. Right. <laughs> are you giving it to Triple H? No. No. Are you Man, giving it's it like the worst year as a booker ever? No. <laughs> right. You like, don't give it to Rossi Ogawa because you don't even know who the fuck that is. Right. Uh, you know, who, who are we going to talk about? Noah DDT is like right. the numbers just aren't going to be the, like, you know, when, when, when Scott, it comes to the, the elections, the, the, like, the more like, callous, nobody watches yeah, that shit. Yeah. Like the numbers aren't going to be there or whatever. Um, you, oh, 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 I got one for, for booger. You gonna give it to Marty Skrull? <laughs> you know, I've seen people trying to, trying to do the delirious thing in ROH. I'm like, the company was shut down for months and months. Stop. Right. Um, but yeah, this was a historic level of dominance, and then you you think about the promotion that took best to the pandemic. It was AEW, like it was, so, like as far as how to even shoot your show, how to put fans like you know, or like to surround the ring and give it an ambiance to uh, innovate, you know, in the time like how they flipped the format to AEW Dark, like just so many great things, still pushing people forward in their stories and like, <clears throat> like. This is a this is a SmackDown lane performance from AEW. I think people he, need to like just realize what the fuck is going on. Stop being so wrapped up in like I don't know what it is. Like, I how do y'all say, hate them this much? Like, I, I don't even say that this was some SmackDown lane year, considering on the level that we were on it before the pandemic hit. We're just they're just adjusting, doing the best they can compared to what they actually could do. Look, and where and was think, headed? My God! Like, am I? And what? And the way I feel about it is like me watching NXT, me watching and or, or occasionally watching and following the happenings on the main roster. I don't know how much of this is a dominant AEW thing, or as much as is A or WWE just incompetent at this point. Like, and they're gonna be wrong. Like NXT still finished second for best television show, but like you compare. It's television in 2022. It's 2019 and 2018 television it, or TV shows. It ain't fucking close. So it's like, I I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like NXT is good most weeks, but it has no it has no star power um, or whatever else, and no no like really want no way to actually like build a star except for like people that like don't really fit towards the what the ethos of the show has been over the past few years. Um, and then you look at the main roster and it's like the people that a lot of people that I saw complain the most were like the people that I see on Wednesdays and Fridays and sometimes, and a lot of times on Sundays talk about how like they only like less than, or maybe like two or three things out of like a three hour show or a two hour show. And it's like, well, 
<laughs> done that like if you only like two or three things out of a two hour show most weeks that don't sound like a good fucking show to me yeah man I, I think they've let they let Dave completely get in their heads I think they've let um, people like Kenny Omega completely get in their heads Moxley get in their heads leaving and being the success, the success that he's been um, the Bucks Tony Khan it, it's I think people's reactions were absolutely ridiculous and unbecoming and embarrassing, quite frankly. Like, and and, and this, and these are people in media that I'm saying this about uh, that that claim to have platforms that you know do these things. Like, asshole fans can be anywhere, or right. people that like just lose their damn minds. And there were plenty of those too. Don't get it fucked up. But it was just like, why does this hurt y'all so much? Tell me reveal the pain like 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 what inside you is broken to right. where you can't handle this i don't know man like it, it like this wasn't like this wasn't like wwe had some banner year like we talked about this you know throughout the year like they struggled more than anybody when it came to them not having the advantage that they normally have with their production budget and everything like once they had to strip it down to its essence like it, it really, it really hurt. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I have to apologize to you, but like, I, like, I understand that you're feeling. I guess, I, well, that sounds condescending. I don't want to say it, but like, I just don't get how you could be so upset over something like this. Like, maybe it's because I'm not. Maybe it's because like you know, like I watch a number of different promotions, so it's like, all right, well, this one I watched that. That one I watched that. That one I watched. That's one thing. Like watching um looking at like promotion of the year or whatever else and see like all right number one AEW, number two new japan number three wwe and then number four stardom and stardom has more uh first place votes in wwe like i guess like i watch all the four of the four big uh promotions like the four best promotions this year apparently it is like i can rank them i don't have any bias towards any of them or well, i'll probably have a bias towards like in stardom because their shows are easier to watch but whatever like I don't hate any of these people. Like, I, I hate some of the stuff they do at times, but I don't hate or take any vision. Like, I popped on Raw in good faith, and they decided to, to fuck me when I did that. So it was like, okay. <laughs> but I, I just don't... Like, I, the one thing I do get is, like, let's say a promo... Um, like, some of the overwhelming, um, like, 1 through 10 voting. Like, I could get being like, damn, bro, like, only X person can get, like, two slots in there and it's like especially when it came to like this year with promos i thought there were a lot of strong promos in e- everywhere in american wrestling this year but outside of that like when you come to matches whatever else like a lot of these matches were like stuff that happened in the beginning of the year like like what was the best main roster match this year like, i think a lot of like i think or last year actually i think a lot of people mm-hmm. even would say like the i or the ic title match between uh daniel bryan and and AJ Styles are like the Sasha and Becky, or sorry, Becky, Sasha and Bailey Hell in a Cell match. I'm like, not, like that's not going to win. Yeah, like that's not going to. Yeah, that's not going to win. Like in a normal year, that's like a top 10. Those are like top 10, top 15 ish matches in, on the main roster. They had a bad year in ring this year. So it's like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, like I'm looking at the uh, honorable mentions uh, for WWE match of the year. I didn't like the highest ranking WWE matches. Um, 
<laughs> the, okay, so they got one in the entire promotion in the top ten, which is Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, and that's like NXT UK. So, yeah. and that's the like main the, and, block, and that was a top tenish match at this year. We're or top talking five, about top tenish. The Undertaker versus AJ Styles. A cinematic match. A cinematic match. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, stop letting y'all 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 butts get hurt by this. Uh, so, it's uh, like another thing is like. How does this affect your enjoyment of the show you watch? <laughs> Everybody claim they care. They don't care until they care, right? Uh, with this stuff. So um, our Luthez Flair winner, John Moxley, landslide victory. It looks like um, he had um, <clears throat> four thousand some votes, right? Yeah, he had four thousand points. Number or two points. is Kenny Omega. Uh, number three is Tetsuya Naito. I got a chuckle out of that. Uh, Kenny finishing in front of Naito in his big year. Um, but Moxley, like, I think this is a this is a really uh, big award for him uh, in his standing historically. I think he's going to um, get out to a faster start out the blocks in his Hall of Fame resume than previously uh, he would have. I think he still has a lot of work to do uh, for as far as the Hall of Fame vote and just stacking uh, consecutive years like this. Uh, but this is a hell of a start for him. Congratulations, to John Moxley. Um, he he won uh, lots of our awards too. Um, uh, Kenny was number two on Wrestler of the Year. I voted for Kenny, but um, I think that you start looking at like what he did too, and it was just like maybe Tony Khan wasn't lying. Like I say, he has the two best guys this year, and. Um, oh yeah, they got upset about that too. Tony Khan being uh, on with Dave Meltzer, as if like um, if Vince McMahon wanted to be on Observer Radio, he couldn't do that or something. Like I don't know if that that's <laughs> you know if Triple H you know would, would would call Dave and say hey I want to do Observer Radio, like Dave would turn him down or something. Right, like, right. Um, like another part was like if you think that that Dave Meltzer ha- is on the outs with WWE for the last 30 years, I would like to you, for you to explain to me how he is able to get so much stuff for the last 30 years on WWE on d- slash WWF. Like, Austin, The Rock, Bret Hart, Jericho, Triple H, Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, Ric Flair, Rick, Fl- yeah, like, come on, y'all gotta stop that shit, man. Like, he has like, relationships with a bunch talk of people. people. Like, like, bro, he's from the old school, man. Like, he's not about to be out here, you know, flicking it up. Like, as far as the old timers goes, like, you know, all the guys that he's, you know, friendly with now, like your your elite guys and even Triple H. Like, that's rather public, I would say. Uh, this is a new wrestling than it used to be. Like, it's not like. And Dave explained this. He was like, um. You know, a lot of the older people like that I'm, you know, friends with, like, I can't like reveal because that's just something we didn't do or whatever. And it, has, and it continues to this day with those people. But it's not like that with like the younger people, because the younger people like largely don't like mind because they can still like if they need to shut Dave out for like, you know, um, like if there's something that they don't want Dave to have, Dave won't have it. Like, yeah. Or <laughs> he'll work th- or they'll work him. Like yeah. the Young Bucks have done him with Matt's back, or like Will Ospreay did with his neck again, um, going into uh, New Orleans in 2018, like yeah, or Kenny did with his contract status. Yeah, like those. 
it's just a weird thing. It's like, so you mean to tell me you think Adam Cole or the all the all of the undisputed era slash all them ring all them ex ring of honor guys that are that are in all, all throughout WWE don't have relationships with with Drew Met, with uh with like Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer? Come on, man. Like, and I don't mean it to be it's like, obvious. like it's obvious. Like, and I and so it's like for me when it comes to this stuff where. People get upset and think Dave doesn't have this access. Like, it, you can believe what you want to, but it keeps happening. <laughs> like, he, like he keeps finding out what these what these WrestleMania plans are or whatever else. And it's like, I I just don't I I just don't understand it. Like, if you don't like the dude, you ain't got like the dude. I think he has shortcomings like everybody else. Like, I think he's I think he's I think he's well, I think he's a a well-meaning liberal when it comes to talking about race and this stuff that all has all his faults and all that stuff, especially for a dude in his sixties. He has all of that. Would you disagree, Rich? No, right? Like, exactly. Like, so like, 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 Dave, like so, I think Dave's like his his flashing lights go off, like, and you can't miss them, like right. <laughs> if you're if you're looking, right. right? Right. Like when he talks about women's appearances, he's like, he doesn't recognize it. Like you should just leave that the fuck alone. He falls into it all the time, like not all the time, but he falls into it like yearly, like all that stuff. So like, yeah, like I'm not necessarily the biggest Dave Meltzer fan in the world. I like, I think he, I think that if he writes something, it was actually legitimately told to him. And that's about it when it comes to him. And I think that, um, his star ratings and stuff, when people lose their minds about a certain magic and a certain star rating, which I, you know, I see that some of his star ratings, I'm kind of like, what is this? But ultimately, what it is useful for, at the least, is if it says four stars or higher, you should probably watch that match. You're going to at least find something enjoyable out of it. Unless it's like, you know, crazy flying in and then you are a cornet type. Outside of that, if you give something four stars, it's a match that you probably should check out and you will enjoy it at the least. That That's about it. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, most outstanding... Kenny Omega, razor thin margin over Kota Ibushi. Um, also in the category, Shingo Takagi, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, my top three were Kenny Ishii, Shingo. Um, I was Kenny Moxley McIntyre on the Flair Thez Award. Um, yeah, Kenny, another most outstanding wrestler. I was very happy to see this. Um, you know, not too long ago, they were throwing dirt on his grave, and uh, this man did this without. Uh, competing in the G1, which I'd like to know the last time that happened. Um, <laughs> so, well, in this particular year, he had the advantage of he had no G1, but he had way more weeks to wrestle than the New Japan guys had to go on hiatus. Yeah. So it kind of evened out in a certain way. Um, yeah, I was very happy to see this. Best Ball Machine rides again. Uh, rounding out the top 10, you got uh, your Ray Phoenix. Uh, so you've also got Okada at number seven. Um, are you surprised he made it? I am kind of surprised he made it because, like, outside of like uh, select G one matches where he was awesome, and then that great weekend, I didn't. I, I I don't know if Okada like it wasn't a banner year. Let's just say that it was like um, you could be like, well, you had three of the twenty best matches in the world this year, but I'm also like, yeah, but like that was three matches out of like fifty <laughs> matches. How many did he have? Like, like I love Okada, but nah, man, like that's a, that's a very very top heavy thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so um, it's amazing because like I wouldn't consider 
I don't know if like um, Kenny had necessarily had like he didn't have the opponents the rest of the the guys had. Um, in you know, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys from New Japan on here, which you know you think there's some overlap there doing it with those guys. So this is particularly a one I think you should be proud of. So. Uh, Mayu did finish in the honorable mention. She looks like she was 12th behind Nick Jackson, who was 11th. Wait, are, are tag teams not eligible to win? So they, I, I think they are, but like Nick Jackson got 274 points and then Matt Jackson had 80. Huh. So he was in there too. Uh, so other uh, ones, uh, your tag team of the year, Young Bucks. Uh, number two uh, was Kenny and Hangman. Three was FTR. Um, what did I have? I had uh, Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and the Lucha Bros. Personally, um, and yeah, I I think the Bucks like start to finish. Like I thought they had excellent top tier work, mid tier work, and then like. Um, you know, putting them in there with anybody, it's going to be anyone's best match. Usually, is with the Bucks, whether it's the acclaimed Top Flight, FTR, <laughs> Bucks and Kenny, uh, I, Butcher I prob- and Blade. I probably would have went with Hangman and Omega at first, and then put Young Bucks at second, but whatever. So, um, yeah, and this is their uh, their sixth time winning this award. They've won it. 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, took the year off in 2019, and then right back to business in 2020. Um, I would really like Dave to go ahead and rename the award at this point, the Young Bucks Tag Team of the Year. Um, No team has ever won it more than three times, and then that the team that did had two different partners um, in their runs, which is the Midnight Express. So uh, all-time dominance for the Bucks. Um, best on interviews, Eddie Kingston over Moxley here. Uh, looks like kind of a he it looks like he beat him by 300 votes. Uh, top six in AEW on this one. Uh, and, and we talked about all year like more promos, like uh, the murderers row of last year's guys were Moxley, MJF, Cody, and Jericho. Well, we added like two more um, <laughs> fucking fucking killers uh, in Eddie Kingston and Taz uh, to, to that lineup, and then. Um, yeah, it looks like it was Roman Reigns, Jay White, McAfee, Randy Orton um, at number 10. Don Callis snuck uh, into honorable mention just outside the top 10. Where's Bailey? I don't see her anywhere. <laughs> you know, oh, that was a great one. Bailey cutting promos that carried the industry. I, I, I heard on Twitter. Yeah. Carried the industry, James. Yeah. Like what? She was not a better promo than Roman Reigns. She was not a better promo than McIntyre. She was not a better promo than Roman Reigns. She was not a better a better uh, promo than Edge. What? This this now I just named a bunch of main roster people. I didn't name some only AEW down the list. I didn't do that. I named the people in the main roster that are better promos than her uh, last year. So I don't know what I don't you know when we get to it and we look at all the voting for for where she landed this year. I just like I I just do not get it. Cause she had she's cause she had like one great match this, or last year, man. Um, yeah, so this is it's crazy. It's like man, these these talkers. It's like you, you got these six guys cutting promos now. 
that shit is like unfuckwittable. Um, promotion of the year, AEW, of course, uh, looks like they won by about 2,600 points over New Japan, WWE, Stardom. Uh, and they had like more than double the first place points that WWE did or Who first did? place voted Stardom. So they had 33 to 12 on that, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. There were 12 people that were like, fuck everything else. That was this is about WWE McMahonism. Like, hey, if that's look, if that's what you like, if you're like, if you were someone that likes NXT a lot or you're someone that likes SmackDown a lot or whatever else, like whatever, like if, if you were to go with a um, quantity over quality um, thing, you said who gave me the most of of you know good wrestling or above it would still be wwe because they have so much more quality uh, more hours they have nine hours of, of weekly television right if that's how you feel to vote for it fine most people didn't um i wouldn't have voted for them for promotion of the year i voted stardom second i was aw Stardom. really man. yeah um i just found myself falling into stardom a little bit easier uh last huh. year um, I, I would have if if it were me for promotion of the year. I was like, you think about how much they, they grew the, their their profile. I know a lot of has true. to do with with Bushi Road, but, and I mean, all that and, and, and the and new w, money. New Japan has that same thing too. Bushi Road grew uh, New Japan too, so it's not like one or the other. Like both of them are there. For and I and I definitely enjoy the wrestling more. Like at, at the mm-hmm. um, as far as like. You know, you're looking at your uh, one champion was Mayu Watani. The other one was like fucking Tetsuya Naito, uh, <laughs> and, 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 evil. and then evil. Like, so it was like fair enough, I guess. I you know, I just just for I'm, me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a punch New Japan at like you wow. know why they down a little bit. You know, uh, have to okay. punish them. So for me, the top three would have been a for me if I was an observer, I would have voted in some order or fashion. I would have had Stardom third, and then I would have had AEW and New Japan one and two in some order. I probably would end up going with I don't know, I don't know, but it would been but that have been one or two a, New Japan or AEW and Stardom would have been third for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, best weekly TV show Dynamite um, by a big margin, like four thousand. 4,300 points over NXT. Um, NXT's number two. Being the Elite, number three. AW Dark, uh, number four. Five, SmackDown. Uh, from there, just you know, goes off to Strong and ROH and Impact and all that. Um, I I maintain throughout the year, AW Dark will get votes on this just because of the unique format. feels like WCW Saturday Night. They use it for a uh, big recruitment tool. Uh, I've sung the praises of being the elite uh, on here. They they create stars there. Sorry, like goofy comedy or not, like <laughs> star like people get on that show and get over, which is something to be said because that doesn't happen on all wrestling shows. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a problem with that list. I mean, my one and two would have been that, so it's fine. Um, we are stardom honorable mention. The game you got votes. I'm surprised they even got yeah. votes. So you got to remember, like, stardom is it's growing now, and it's you know it's making way more money than it did, and like the the base is, is bigger and all that stuff. But like, it's still, I mean, I mean, you could argue that it's the second biggest promotion in in Japan right now, um, or it's at least headed there. But like, it's still on the way to building up to that. Like, you know, as far as it being able to compete in that kind of way, like, you know, we have to wait like you know three, four, five years. 
Um, so we've got the match of the year. I'll just go through all 10 here. Number 10, Silver Reynolds and Page versus MJF, Santana, and Ortiz on a Brody Lee show. Number nine, Stadium Stampede. Number eight, Go Shiozaki versus Takashi Segura and Noah. Number seven, Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay. Number six, uh, Kota Ibushi versus Minoru Suzuki. Number five, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Number four, Kazushi Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Yep. Number three, Young Bucks versus FTR. Number two, Kazushi Okada versus Kota Ibushi. And number one, Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Yeah, I have no problem with their with the top eight except for one match. Um, yeah, man. Um, lots of great matches. Uh, a lot of this stuff was happening. It looks like, uh, let's see, we've got four matches, five matches actually post pandemic on here, um, uh, and five you know before. So, um, you, you got your two. Uh, <laughs> they also said something considering that like the pandemic five and five. Excuse me. That's still yeah, right. Since March, like think of the wrestling we were, we were that was really ahead of us. <laughs> this fucking shit not yeah. happened. Yeah, we were gonna have like, like a really a great real year. year. Um, but yeah, great matches all over, and um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I I was told like this Okada and Naito was this lock, you know, and uh, and Naito it was his year, and all this stuff. It, it didn't shake out at all. Like, uh, I, I think the people that should have been sick the most were the LIJ stands and the Naito stands. Uh, which they may have been, they they may have just hidden away, uh, you know, while the the fools were revealing themselves on the timeline. They they knew better than to yeah, come out here. Yeah, like so, I didn't see many New Japan like gatekeepers and purists freaking out about these awards. Do you? I did not. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Do you see any people that are like super hard? Well, actually, I take that back. I'm probably the only person super hard in the super the NXT hardcore fan. There are a few. There are a few, but like I didn't see them freaking out amongst like the, the main roster people. It was like only main roster people that were like losing about this. And it's like, what about it was all these? Other, about, then like wrestling media. It was like nobody. It was like, like nobody that. else outside of people that have direct. You know that are you see their fandom and their quote unquote allegiance and it's to the main roster. And it's like, y'all know you. Y'all should y'all should even care about these awards. Y'all don't y'all never given a fuck about Dave Meltzer's awards. Win. <laughs> y'all hate his guts. Of course he's gonna be like it's almost like um do you ever do you remember the um Howard Stern uh biopic where it's like Yeah Um they Buddy was trying to fire him once he got on in New York and he was like the per, the average person listens to him like fifteen minutes. And the average person that says they hate him listens to him for uh for thirty minutes. It's like it's almost like that. It's like People that don't like him are like, and, and the stuff he's about and what he and what he puts out is like they apparently look at this shit and dig into it more than the person that people actually like listen to it and care. It's, it, I just find it be like it seems unhealthy. It just does. It just does. It seems unhealthy. Yeah, man. You let go of that narcotic, you know. Like yeah, like, especially put that down, like, man. All that time you doing reading. And listening and feeling mad, like y'all can feel more of that time watching more SmackDown. You know, y'all can y'all can Don't watch two or five y'all live. Got five hours of watching that. You know, a week. The big dog. <laughs> you know, no, forty saying. minutes, forty minute promos to start the show. I mean, he, he's never done that before, has he? 
uh, that uh, that's what I hear is going on in the streets. I don't watch the show, but what, what I what, what, what I hear these these promos are very long. You can't bro. be late, and they send them out there at eight o'clock to make sure you're on time for the big dog, bro. Vince and Austin and the Rock weren't even in the Triple H ring doing uh, forty minute promos. They were doing like twenty minute promos, and them well, shits. You when know, you look back in respect, they're like, why did this go this long? You know, I, I would I can only assume that him and Heyman are trading it off like like Styles and Kiss, you know, <laughs> hand that shit back and forth, like you know, letting them know that this is the big dogs arena. You know, oh my god! You know, there's two hours there. There's three hours of, of Monday night wrestling. Like y'all right. can y'all there's can just two hours of Wednesday night wrestling. There's an hour of um. There's an hour you know, of Thursday day wrestling. You, <laughs> James, they could be digging into the lore of the fiend and, fi- oh and, and finding God. out more about that. All right, we've taken it to a toxic place. Let's go. Let's get let's, right? let's straighten. It. We we were we were playing this down the middle. Now we veered off. Like now we're mocking the people that were like, "Hey man, y'all need to take this serious." Now we're mocking them. This is why they hate us or hate some of us. Let's let's get let's reel this back in. Um. So pretty much it goes to category B from there. Um, the only thing I really want to bring up, uh, I did vote to see United States best box office uh, attraction. Mm. So uh, I was fa- very fair. I feel like there um, this year, because you, you think about the actual, the reason I voted for him was the match he did with Kenta at new beginning. And then how yeah. they sold that out there. Yeah. So, and then you um, can also like, argue about the, um, the baseball stadium too. Yeah. Um, feud of the year, I think, was pretty confusing. Uh, I voted for Hangman Page versus the Elite, but in some form, like it's all fucking jumbled. When that's right in, in it. Yep, and it's a right in, so it's it's all fucking jumbled. Um, so most improved was Britt Baker on here. She got she got it over by six points over Julia. Um, people have to tell me more about Julia before, like, like what she came from, because like she seems raw to me. Like she's like she's that's, good. That's the that's the reason. Like her finishing second is what made me go on that thing on on our in um uh what th- whatever thread we were in talking about like how they have conf- people have conflated most improved to be literally anything. It could be somebody stinking and then becoming good it could be somebody that's good becomes great it could be somebody being great going becoming all time it could be somebody just as like was under pushed and people hadn't realized that person was actually good the whole time and they just finally you know got the quote-unquote minutes like you know some like you know, like a person that's in their fourth year that wins on uh, most approved player in the nba it's turned into a lot of that and like with julia the first match I saw at Julia was her. Uh, she had a match in Ice Ribbon against um, Maya Yuki, their ace um, or former ace in um, Ice Ribbon. That match is incredible, and she took a she took a beating. That match like four and a quarter. That's the first match I ever saw of her. So for her to come in and have like four star matches or four and a quarter star matches is like, yeah, kind of seen that before. So <laughs> like I, a lot of that comes down to when we talked about like people were so Western fans especially were very upset that she left Ice Ribbon to go to stardom and people want you know and people don't want a superpower they want all this shit all this all this Joshi talent spread out like thin so that NXT can snatch them up or WWE can snatch them up or AEW can snatch them up ultimately if like stardom does become a, a big thing so like they were upset that she left. And then over the years, she had the feud with Tam, had the the feud with um, her faction versus Queen's Quest, and everybody had to shut the fuck up. And when they shut the fuck up, they were like, "She's improved, uh, kind of, but not really. Not not to <laughs> not as much as Britt Baker improved from 2019 to 2020. No, they want they wanted Britt to fall and fall right. off a bridge right. at the like end of for, 2019. 
like for example, like if we went through the Observer last year, um, last year's awards, I don't think Arisa Hoshiki um, uh, jumped up, and I would say her improvement was more stark and dramatic than um, Julia's was. Arisa Hoshiki um, was in tag matches, not doing shit for for a month, and then she was the, the the white belt against Momo unimpressively, and then she reels off four and a half star matches like three straight months. Like that's to- that's it. That's the improvement. That's what Julia did. Isn't the same thing. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, other ones on here. Uh, best wrestling maneuver. Kenny Omega's. I voted for Kenny Omega's Avalanche One Wing Angel. So his regular One Wing Angel won, but uh, I'm talking the Avalanche version that he did on Laredo Kid in Mexico. Um, best major show. AEW Revolution. I voted for that as well. Worst major show. Yeah. Do you think? that best wrestling maneuver like why is it even an award um do you think it's even worthy of being an award um yes because sometimes like when people pull out like just fucking like incredible shit it's just like it's a it's a time capsule what what was going on look in 1981 uh, well, you got Jimmy Snooker Superfly Splash. The, the Splash was that won multiple years, like eighty one, eighty three, um, nineteen eighty five. Tope Hon Hero, like that's but, your. But my, I guess what I'm getting at, Rich, is like okay, the One Wing Angel is some type of is it's a variation of a Michinoku driver, right? Not saying that like it's a, it's a great move or whatever else. Is it better than the Red Arrow or a four fifty or a double moon salt or a Phoenix Splash? No, I think those have already won uh, no, but before. My, but, so, but, those, those no, my point is like it's a popular like it's a popularity contest of whoever's favorite fit of whoever at the time is a top guy or the uh, someone's favorite one of the top most popular guys in the company like whatever finisher it is like. And like, I guess that's cool, but like, who cares? And it seems like something you see in an Abner mag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, so, like, if, if like if you're gonna put it in there, like, cool, I have no problem. But like, as far as like people voting on what's the best move in wrestling, and they come away with like a regular old finisher and nothing like super spectacular, I'm kind of like, eh. Like, if you ask me, like, what's the best move that Kenny Omega does uh, on a consistent basis, it's either, like, the Snapdragon, the Terminator Dive, or the V-Trigger. Like, that's the last mm-hmm. thing I'm picking for, for Kenny Omega is the One-Wing Angel. So it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of weird. This is his, let's see, he won it in 2016, he's 18, didn't win it last in 19, but he did win it in 20 again, so... Uh, just just to go through, I think it's pretty interesting. So 1981, uh, Jimmy Snuka, Superfly Splash. 1982, uh, Scott Irwin, the Superplex. Like <laughs> <laughs> 1983, Jimmy Snuka, Superfly Splash. 1984, David Boy Smith, Power Clean in combination with Dynamite Kid Dropkick off the top rope. Um, 1985, uh, Tope Con Hello. Uh, with Tiger Mass, 1986, Chavo Guerrero Sr., Moonsault Block. So I guess that's just a moonsault. Um, 1980, yeah, just a moonsault. Uh, 1987, Jushin Thunder Liger Shooting Star Press. 1988, Jushin Thunder Liger Shooting Star Press. 1989, Scott Steiner, Frankensteiner. 1990, Scott Steiner, Frankensteiner. I'm about to get to Minami Toyota pretty soon, right? For like a Vic Restart drop or something crazy. I don't know if she's won one. Uh, I'll, I'll keep going through it. So 1991, Masao, or, Masao and then Orihara Moonsault off the top rope to the floor. 
1992, Two Cold Scorpio, 450 Splash, 1993, Vader, Moonsault, because why is this big nigga doing this? Right. Um, <laughs> um, 1994, Great Sasuke, the Sasuke special. Right. 1995, Rey Mysterio, Flip Dive into Frankenstein on the floor. West Coast Pop, Not- Oh, actually, no, that's the, the Eddie Guerrero stuff. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. 1996, uh, Ultimo Dragon, Running Liger Bomb. Uh, 1997, DDP, Diamond Cutter. 1998. <laughs> Diamond Cutter! <laughs> damn right. Best finish in the business. I used to say. That shit was not good in that Ray Mysterio Hurricane for the pit for West Coast Pop. That was not, but whatever. It's fine. Nin- 1998, Kenneko Bashi, Burning Hammer. Of course. 1999, Dragon Kid, Dragon Rana. 2000, Dragon Kid, Dragon Rana. Uh, 2001, Keiji Muto, Shining Wizard. Uh, 2002, Brock Lesnar, F5. 2003, AJ Styles, Styles Clash. 2004, Petey Williams, Canadian Destroyer. Uh, 2005, Petey Williams, Canadian Destroyer. 2006, Kenta, Go to Sleep. 2007, Kenta, Go to Sleep. 2008, Evan Bourne, Shooting Star Press, because his shooting star just was so incredible at the time. Uh, 2009, Young Bucks, More Bang for Your Buck. 2010, Ricochet, Double Moonsault Rotation. 2011, Ricochet, Double Moonsault Rotation. 2012, Kazushka Okada, Rainmaker. 2013. <laughs> stop, no, stop, 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 stop. Double Moonsault, Double Moonsault. In the next, in the next year, a Risk Control Short Lariat. <laughs> 2013, Kazushka Okada, Rainmaker. Two in a row. Then, check this out, James. 2014, Young Bucks, Melter Driver. Right. <laughs> oh, it's like right back to business. Would you just say any Taker would have flipped? Which is why they call, that's just so funny to me. Always will be. Uh, 2015, AJ Styles, Styles Clash. So like a 15-year gap uh, on that. Then it goes to Kenny, 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 Will Ospreay, Stormbreaker, back to Kenny. So it's, it's, I think it's just cool. It's like it's a time capsule kind of of like. You know the evolution of the, <laughs> the, evolution. the business. Yes, the evolution you know. from double moon sauce to short arm clothesline. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, now you just going through it when it goes something like that happens. You like now you see why I'm kind of like this is like it's just a fan. It's like a that's like a viewer's choice award type thing yeah. or a kids vote or, or most popular thing as opposed to like what do you think is actually the most spectacular move? Like that should I see like uh, El Hijo del Vikingo do? That's what's totally different yeah. than the fucking. Uh, um, one wing angel or the uh, rainmaker. I'm sorry, it just is. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I I don't really have too much more unless there's anything you want to talk about. But Bray Wyatt got fucking smashed in this thing. Worst gimmick. Uh, uh, you know, most overrated. Uh, Tony Khan got best booker and best promoter. I think the only other people to do that were Vince McMahon and Baba uh, in the same year. I believe both of those guys did it twice. So yeah, I think so. Um, um, I think I think women's MVP Mayu ended up finishing second, which is like that's I voted crazy. for her. I, I thought that was crazy. I thought like she was she was going to end up being like probably like third or fourth, but that was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, there's one thing when, talk, when we talk about like uh, when people complain about the the um the the votership or whatever else they're complaining about the really the or they're complaining about like small potatoes compared to like some things that are actually like problematic like. Phoenix being the, the Mexico MVP when he only wrestled like a hand like a handful of matches in Mexico is just like it's AEW fans that saw him that voted him in it's like that's more that's more of a problem than you know you know Amer- American wrestling getting overran by AEW like nah like 
that's one thing is like y'all not y'all are not watching as much y'all not watching as much Mexican wrestling as y'all you know to be voting on this y'all maybe should just not vote but outside of that that's that's really the thing that stuck on me and I I didn't even realize if not for uh, Lucha Block so shout out to him yeah um yeah uh so i guess we can we can move on um so any if you guys have any questions about you know what we think about observer words or anything we didn't bring up feel free to send them in the discord or uh whatever so uh the other big news uh in the week it looks like it's a big uh, show the big show signs with aw in a flat out shocker I was refreshing my phone. I thought something was broken. I thought people were doing the um, thing. You, I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter uh, where they just start photoshopping people into the <laughs> insert the blank here is all elite. I right. thought it was one of those. And then I saw a whole, I was like, hold on. That's a check mark. Like, hold on. This is official. And then I was like, I was absolutely shocked because I'm like, I always figure, well, like the big show is like WWE for life. Like you've been there since 99. Like, um, what and then i read the press release and they're like yeah he's going to be a commentator and he has a wrestler's license which was fucking hilarious um <laughs> i love goofy shit like that but um he's going to be anchoring aw dark elevation uh which is going to be with tony shivani on monday nights so i think this is them retaining the format that they started with dark this year where they can bring in people uh from the indies and then get some of their lower people even more um experience they're going to transition dark back to what dark was kind of when the arena um you know they were actually doing dark in arenas where they would put push people against each other on that show and then those are your two secondary shows and they still have the um real show coming uh according to tony khan that's going to be on tnt a second show uh but not to put the cart before the horse james paul white is in AEW. What the fuck is this? I was like, I was shocked. Um, and then I heard about it. And I was like, well, well, you know, who knows if he? I don't know what the situation was with WWE. Obviously, he was done. Maybe Vince wasn't going to pay him anymore, or to, or maybe they couldn't find a job that he that he found interest in, and he decided, you know, with you know Jericho and Jim Ross and maybe even Moxley. Cody obviously reached out or they were reached out to him. This guy that's always been a sharp promo or been a sharp promo for at least the last decade anyway. Um, and they decided to try this out. So, you know, I think he's going to do fine with it at, at worst. And I think he's going to, I think they're going to have people around him to actually do a good job. And he doesn't have to worry about getting motherfucked in the headphones. So I think if he cares, I think he'll be awesome. And as a commentator, He's funny. I think even uh, if he doesn't care, he'll do pretty well. And I don't think he'll um, like, it's going to be interesting to see like what style, like obviously, you know, if you're, it's a big adjustment in the style. So I think if he does his homework, he'll be fine. Um, I think the the thing is, um, you know, and also it's a low stakes show. So people aren't going to kill him. If he like fucks, if he, you know, fucks out, fucks up to start up and it's taped. yeah, um, that's another part. Uh, so one point, one other thing. Uh, now because we'll, we'll get back to it. So um, I turned off Raw after the Bobby Lashley Miz thing. Come to find out, from according to Floyd, um, when they started back up at ten o'clock, the bell ringing and Miz ran out and got counted out. 
boy, this company continues to insult you. They promoted a match and then had somebody uh, fuck off the match so that he's supposed to go on them, but this is a fake thing and we know that like y'all are trying to avoid, y'all are trying to goose uh, your ratings. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this promotion didn't win best promotion. I can't believe yeah. it. I mean, can't believe Vince didn't win best promoter, you yeah. know, best booker, you know. Um, yeah, that's another one. Like all these, sh- all these <clears throat> pay per views for last year that like you didn't know what was on the fucking card until like until like the day. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I don't think people really were cr- complaining about Vince not winning best promoter, best booker, but like if you were, come on, yeah. bro. Yeah, man. What was he but, promoting? Um, he didn't promote. He only promoted for like twenty four hours on Twitter or on yeah. email blast. Oh, <laughs> let's continue back to, let's get yeah. back to uh, the but big show um you know this guy was getting please retire chance a couple years ago deserving um, so. yeah he was like i'm not switching up and, he deserved the booze yeah then um i thought about a couple of situations like i was like well what does the big show's loss actually mean to wwe so my my thought was not I was like, no one's loss means anything to WWE. We came on this show and said Dean Ambrose leaving didn't it didn't matter for WWE right. ultimately. They have a million fucking guys. However, I think in Big Show's case, what he was was an institution, I would say. He was uh a rather recognizable person that you associate with WWE. And him switching That's sides, true. I think that has enough weight on it to be like, oh, okay, like the fucking giant is back in like <laughs> TNT, like bro, like I'm, I'm all in calling him the giant again. Like oh I'm trying to get God. that going, but uh, and then think about it, he was big man finishing school, pretty much, yeah. So when those dudes in, in around, and from what I'm hearing is, uh, they tried to come to a terms with a new contract with him, like around he was on Raw this year on the Legend Show, January 6th. They were very far apart on money, um, uh, from what I'm hearing, you know. Just when you think about it, right? If they're handing them that Legends contract, right? You can only do so much. You probably still can't do outside stuff. You just got to kind of take whatever they offered you. And or then the at outside this point, stuff that they that they want you to do, which is like very little, right? And Big Show, think about him. He dropped all that weight recently. Um, from what I hear, he has tons and tons of stories. He's a gamer. Uh, he probably will be starting to Twitch channel at some point. Like he's probably going to do very well for himself. Uh, like if you think uh, someone like Zach Ryder, for example, did very well for himself once he left because monetize a podcast, Twitch, all that stuff. I think big show is be more in that vein. Like he'll yeah. be able to do better for himself on the outside while yeah. in a low, relatively low stakes role until eventually he does a match or something. Yeah. And like big show has 24 has 25 years of stuff to talk about and like you know he gave he's gonna taste of that like when he's done um shows for i think either austin or ross or jericho and like when he was on those podcasts those were some of the best podcasts those guys ever had he was incredible so it's like mm-hmm. if he was like to me it seems like that'd be the first thing i would expect out of him to do is to have a podcast where he goes through and talks about certain stories like if he ends up linking up with conrad that wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. the big show um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll get sued for that. I'm sure they got. Like, oh hell no, we not feel, No, you don't use that old shit. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you know when time's right. Of course, you do the angle where he's on commentary and he gets into it with somebody. 
and Shaq. then oh yeah you you can do the Shaq match um and I think you have Warlow F Tenum. <laughs> that's that's the long like that's you know that's what I'm doing with w- w- Warlow. You know. I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, give him the F ten. I I would prefer if Big Show stayed the fuck away from uh, between the ropes, but you know, Cody will get talk. Cody will talk him into it. Oh, you know, Cody wants to slam him. You oh know he God. wants to slam him. Wants to slam him. Like he's Hogan. Yes. <laughs> wow. Can the big show take the one wing angel? That's what that's what I want to know. No, he cannot. Right? <laughs> you know, can, can, can we get can we, can we do a little job, you know, for, for the champion? That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know. Look, I I don't want him in, if there's any if there's any matches that I if there's any match I want to see Big Show in it be him versus Marco Stein. That's that's really that's really all I got in, in AEW anyway. That's that's really it. Um, like, I, I, like, I, I, I could go for it. Will Hobbs whooping that ass. I I, I I could do that. You know, Will Hobbs, Warlow, like those oh two dudes. Gosh. I think anything beyond that is like mm, I, I'm not really interested, but. Um, I know I'm only in the Marco stunt thing because I think it'll be hilarious. That's really it. That's really it. Do you think MJF would um, come across the Big Show, and that that might be pretty funny? Like their interaction, like verbally, yeah, I imagine that's funny. Like in the ring, uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Um, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship now. Um, they are merging the Intercontinental title with the IWGP title to create this new belt. Uh, the lineage is gone. Um, they're starting fresh, new with this. And all I saw when when this came across the timeline, all I was like was why. Right. And then I was like, why are you getting rid of like a cool belt in the IC title, like? belts that I've seen guys become superstars off of. Um, and then people are like, oh yeah, they elevate the Never Belt. I'm like, the Never Belt's not the fucking IC title. I'm sorry. Right. Like, it, right. it's not. Like, um, there's there's too many belts. I'm like, oh, okay. It didn't seem like there was too many belts when y'all was struggling to fill out them cards last year. Like, when you didn't have the U.S. title, when you didn't have the IC title, like, it, it seemed like it, it was it was kind of, you know, dry. So, I don't know. I don't know the point of taking away something that people can use to get over that is proven it works. Yeah, I mean, I... I think it's weird because, you know, they just made that, that new belt, like, in 2019. Like, they changed the IWGP belt in 2019, um, and now it's like, oh, we got two years of that. Dump it. And it, it reminds me a lot of, like, 2000... Or it was, like, 99 WWF when they got rid of Golden um, Eagle and, you know, switched the belts, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, within the next few couple years after that, like, you have an undisputed belt. It's like, mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. For what reason? I, you know, it's you know, do something just for the sake of doing it. I mean, I guess. Like, if I mean, I wouldn't have gotten rid of the lineage. That's my only real. That's my only real issue with it. Is like, okay, so I, so all that stuff before, just like we're, we're never bringing that up again. Okay. Um, Seven hundred twenty day rain, Okada, it up in smoke. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like. 
I don't really see the need for it. Like if they just wanted to make it, you know. But I never saw the need for them to do double the double uh, the double gold dash anyway. So um, I'm the wrong person to to ask for like any positivity towards this. Like I don't hate it. I don't think it's the end of the world. But at the same time, I think it's like y'all had y'all you know y'all had your you know your history and, and quote unquote prestige in your fake title, and now you gotta you know rebuild that same trust um, and equity into that prop. The same way that was done over, you know, the last however many years that belt was. So it was like a decade. 50 so years like, of history. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have done it, but whatever. They'll be f- like, it's a small like it's, thing. It's, it's, it's more small stuff. It's more small it, stuff. It, it, it's small stuff that can potentially one day you look at and be like, oh, yeah, this shit added up. Right. Like, or whatever, like with, you know, <laughs> new era, y'all. Told y'all. Like, this is, you know. We in a new day in New Japan, and I'm not talking about Woods, Biggie, uh, Kofi, none of that. Like this is like this is gonna be the basis for all their new storytelling. Like over the next decade, this is gonna be the belt that Okada has never won, so he gets to win another belt. Maybe you pull Tanahashi out of mothballs uh, to, to challenge for this thing, um, but yeah, uh, it seems like kind of a. Um, I feel like they they didn't need to create a new belt to do that because they always had the old fucking belt. But maybe Gato knows something we don't. <laughs> um, yeah, not a fan personally. Um, interested to see what the belt looks like, but this isn't th- this like these type of like things where it's like, it just makes your belts mean less. I remember how strong uh in WWE when they merged John Cena and Randy Orton the World Heavyweight title with the um WWE title create the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and it it felt bigger for a long time, right? And then like it was like the belt was like at this this mythical level when Brock had it. Um and you know he he wins the both belts from Daniel Bryan. And it's like or not not Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and it's like wow. And then they break out that new belt for him, and it's like wow. This thing feels like really prestigious. And then what did what did they do in their situation? They just split the belts again. Yeah, it's just they had like, a brand. They they went to a brand fuck? split, and like, then immediately like put one belt on one side on one show, and then made a new belt out of thin air. And that belt's yeah. been cursed ever since. Yep. And, Whether and it's been red or people, blue, it's been number hell. And, and you see how people are like less passionate overall about that stuff now. And it's just like you see, it's like, well, what title is the number one title? It's like, oh, it's not the WWE Championship, the one with all the history behind it. It's the other one. Like, fuck out of here! Like, that's it's the bullshit. one. They just, like, it's the one they pull out of a bag, right? And I'm fearful that that could happen with this. Obviously, in reverse, because we're you know we're going into one belt, but. For me, you're just taking over. You're taking away another way people get over historically. This yeah. is Shinsuke Nakamura's belt. This is the first uh, major singles title after you know Kenny won as a heavyweight. Was this one? Um, trying to think, anybody else uh, with the Naito? The, Most of Naito's run last. Yeah, Naito's run. Yeah, Naito's run is wrapped around his fucking belt. Uh, you were able to put this on someone that does good work like a Minoru Suzuki. Um, Kota Bushi, like until Kota Bushi signed, like his whole thing was he's going to be the that's the highest he's going to get, and then he finally signed and he got to this point. But like you could, that belt as a secondary belt was about as good a belt you could possibly get over the last decade of wrestling we've watched. Is there anything? Is there any other secondary belt you think is of higher prestige or esteem? I think it's that one. 
And like it looked, and I, you know, I maybe I'm just a sucker for white belts because of you know Shawn Michaels and, and Razor Ramon. But like I've always liked white secondary belts. I've taken a picture with that belt. So. <laughs> That's right, you did. <laughs> yeah, so risk your life for uh, it I got, too. I got, got got a mark picture with that belt, so and it's gone. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But that, that's all I had on that. Um, so instead of like um, our normal like dynamite kind of review, uh, we're gonna kind of roll that into uh, preview for Revolution, which has crept up on us is next week. Um, we don't know the f- the full final card, but we're we're kind of there. So <laughs> um, so looking at it, I guess we can start um, on top here: uh, the Young Bucks uh, versus the Inner Circle. Tag team titles um, last week on AW. They beat up, got heat on the dad. Uh, they fought Papa Buck up. Papa Buck sold like a million dollars. Like he he sold like he was dead. I was fucking screaming. Um, I'm I, I'm I have no idea what this match will be because Jericho and MJF on one speed and the Bucks are the Bucks. So I don't know what was going to happen as far as the match. Um, they've just been doing this few very old school attacks, heat on the family members. Um, I don't. I, I wonder where the inner circle breakup uh, lies in this. If mm-hmm. because you see they've kind of taken the 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 heat off the gas on that for, for a little bit since Sammy's gone. That the quote unquote toxicity of the inner circle is out. I don't know if they're gelling more as a unit or if it's all. A, smoke screen and MJL is going to pull the wool out on Jericho in this match. I don't know what's happening here. So uh, what do you make of this one, James? Um, I think it's going to be a good match, obviously, but um, I I don't think it's going to be nearly as good as the, the stuff we've seen Young Bucks do in um, on pay-per-views for AEW. But um, I think it'll be more story-driven. What I need to see out of the Young Bucks is something that I did not see in the FTR thing when, when Matt was hurt and they screwed him and all that kind of stuff like I want to see a Young Bucks match that feels like some semblance of a fight as opposed to a regular wrestling match with spectacular moves and stuff, but like not really any type of like f- personal heat, if you will. Like, I'm sure the Young Bucks have some, uh, a thousand matches I haven't seen that have that, but I've yet to see one that I can remember where it felt like super personal, grudgy, and it felt like somewhat of a fight. I would like for this one when they beat up when they beat up their fucking dad to feel like that. Um, so <laughs> like if they come out here and they're doing like you, you, know, you, ain't, you ain't like young bucks and butchering the blade. I was like running that. it. I think I gave it. I, you got that four and a half. I gave it four flat. Yeah. Um, so that's a so as far as in the ring, like that's what I want to see. Um, I mentioned you know there's obviously, obviously obviously I keep saying obviously there is the intrigue with um with what's going to happen with the inner circle throughout that if they succeed or if they fail or whatever else, um, you know, this could be a situation where Jericho takes the pin and everyone's like, you ain't, we, we leaving you. This could What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co be a situation where um what i don't need from them is like the dean ambrose and sephiroth 2018 shit where like they win the tag team titles and then like mgf screws them and so now we have effectively vacant titles or soon to be vacant vacated titles that's stupid so yeah um, 
I keep the belts on the Bucks here. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's obviously a Bucks SCU match uh, down the line somewhere with SCU still having that um, stipulation over their head. If they lose a match, I forgot they were still around. Uh, then they have to break up. Yeah, they haven't been around. So <laughs> they've been doing. They must have been on, doing a lot on dark because I ain't seen them in felt like months. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, know I, I do remember the... that storyline. I do remember that storyline where if they lose, yeah. they'll break up because they're in the Daniels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like Bucks are going to retain. Keep uh, yeah, when we I, get through I, this. When we get through this, like whatever else, you'll see. Like this, is one of the few things on this card that I actually like really anticipate. Hmm. So up next, uh, we got Team Taz uh, versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Um, I don't know what to expect here. Same. Um, I don't know what the hell this could be. I, I have no idea because, like, Sting in his brawl the, the last week, Sting looked great. Like, he looked like he was mobile. He was moving around. Remember when he was – um kind of circling around Triple H a couple years ago and be like, oh, that's an old man circling. Like, And then you can see his hair and it, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's like moving like an old guy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't there, uh, you know, last week. So I don't know if this man is aging in reverse or what, but like well, I think Ricky, probably- I think Ricky Starks and Darby Allen and Cage are going to kill themselves to get this over, especially Darby. But I think it's a. I think it's a. Uh, the the goal is lowered for Sting. Like, yeah. all you got to do is just 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 show up, be you, point to bat, throw some strikes. <laughs> it's a real easy path to victory here. Like, okay, so when Sting was around in WWF or WWE in 2014 through 15 or whatever else in the ring. He can still move. It's just like, you know, he had the thing with a buckle bomb, and then it's like, okay, I guess he's just done wrestling ever again. Like, if he could, if he's as F, if he can move around before that, and if he can move around in a way that he did before that buckle bomb, he'll be fine. Um, especially for a match that's not like, he doesn't need to be Daniel Bryan in the ring. He just needs to be his charismatic self that he's been for, you know, 35 years <laughs> whatever so yeah um he'll so he'll be fine like especially and you know as you mentioned like you have all those guys doing stuff like you're gonna see hella high spots and crazy shit from darby so i think the match will be good i as, uh, as far as the build it, it, they called this sh- this called it this match so early that it's like i don't know what they could have done that got me intrigued in this once they called it so early but they haven't done it for me um but whatever i i think it'll be a good match though I like the brawl they did. Uh, I like the uh, the attacks that they've done. A lot of the, I think they spent a lot of weeks stalling, and I think that yes. burned a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've got to have a great match because otherwise it's going to be like, wow, we wasted a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of weeks, a lot of Darby not like defending the belts, and a lot of like putting Sting on TV. Like so, um, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, last last week, Darby's um, uh, video was was, was dope again, so <clears throat> yeah, he might have smiled for the first time <laughs> in, in that thing. <laughs> so, uh, up next, uh, we have Hikaru Shida versus either Nyla Rose or Rio Mizunami. So uh, I guess this is a perfect time to recap the um, tournament uh, from yesterday, uh, from Sunday and Monday today. 
awesome action up and down um you know both sides so um the japan side yesterday we had ryu mizunami uh defeating yuka zakazaki we had a trios match that was awesome um we had uh thunder rosa versus riho which kind of seemed like a preview match like i don't i didn't quite like understand like why it seemed like they got their time cut they only went 11 minutes it felt like they went but, less than um, that. Yeah. Um, and then we got the final today of, of Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa. And that was an incredible match as well. Uh, I've really enjoyed this tournament so far. Completely shocked. Um, the, the Nyla Rose versus Ryu Mizunami match here. Uh, you look at it like they've given each of them great paths to the finals, I would say. Um, in Ryu Mizunami's case, she gets to beat the very popular Maki Ito, uh, who everyone's tuning in to see. She got to beat Aja Kong. It was by countout, but it was like a good countout victory. She got to beat the ace of Tokyo Joshi Pro in um, Yuka Sakazaki. I think in those last two matches, she got over to a degree that you know she may not have been over, um, you know, going into the tournament. It's interesting for me because. She's better in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. but um, her last two matches have been, you know, really damn good. So ultimately, like, she still got over. But like, if she was in front of a crowd, she'd be even more because of you know the stuff she does. Like, she, I mean, she dances in the ring and stuff mid match and shit. Like, she reminds me almost of like, imagine if like the Road Dog in the nineties could reel off a four star match. <laughs> and, I, and I felt this way like for and I felt this way for like years you know the few years I watched her in Seedling or whatever else like she's normally in a tag team feud with um you could, or t- tag team she's in um Nanai Takahashi's faction Max Voltage like normally she's in a tag team with a woman named Yuki Takase who's uh the ace of um Act Rex Girls and like they're a blast to watch um every, they come out on the third match on every card seemingly and you know m- m- or, um Rio comes down there and she's rapping and they're doing a dance with like some of the idols in the ring and it, it's just a blast to watch and then like you know they do all that stuff so like but in those matches eventually it breaks down into a strong style brawl and we have I mean we haven't seen the best of that with her so you know the Nyla thing that could be the match where we get the you know the Hoss battle um but yeah I mean I think she's I think she's done very well I feel like she would have done even better with a crowd yeah, and then Nyla get into the um, final was kind of like a shock. Uh, I was, you know, thinking Thunder Rosa is going to go through. They, Thunder Rosa, yeah, like when you saw, um, I remember you made the comment like this whole thing was designed for Brit. It, hell, if this go, if this went uh, Thunder Rosa's way, like what better like road would she have had? Like right. Serena Deeb, Riho, Nyla, and then make it to the finals. She didn't make it to the finals, but. Uh, I, over this like tournament, Thunder Rose has quickly become one of my like favorite wrestlers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like I'm, I, I'm, no, I think she's technically proficient. She's like a fighter, and she's just like very charismatic. And then when she comes out, she comes out with the flag, and it's like let's fucking go. Like, <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know, I've seen the improvement over the years. Yeah, I think I, you know, I was surprised that she lost to Nyla. Um, I think it would have been a bit like. Now at this point, if, if re I'm sorry, if um if Rosa had won, <laughs> you go into the final and you really don't have any expectation of who's going to win or who's not. 
But with Nyla in there, it's like, do you really think they're going to do a third Nyla and, and Sheeta match on pay per view? I don't think they're doing that. that on a on a company that um, you know that rarely ever does rematches like within one year of each other on pay per view. Like and, that might be and, the and only rematch on pay per view in last year is um, Nyla and, and Sheeta. And I don't think Rio's flying all the way over here just to do one match personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I and I've thought that before. Um, like whoever the winner is, they ain't flying over here just to do one match. Um, I believe Yuki Sakazaki is booked on March third. Um, that I, I kind of heard that rumor through dark channels, but like I didn't actually get spoiled, so mm-hmm. the uh, results all remain pure for me for the tournament. I managed to avoid all spoilers on this thing. Yeah. I um, I found out that Tokyo Shi Pro is doing a big show um this coming week. But it never, it, the light bulb never went off in my head. It's like, oh, I guess that means you can't win. It never did. Like, my dumb ass just thought, just like, oh, okay. And just went on with my day. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't never uh-huh. occurred to me, like, oh, well, she actually going to stay here to do that. Like, it never went my mind. Like, or I never thought of it, like, oh, yeah, you could, could possibly come over here. Like, it never, it never clicked. It, like, she was doing two things. It just never did. So, yep. um, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. That's a, that's a politics of it. And that's what it comes when you, you know, this is your actual signed talent. Like, there's priority involved. So, but, um, you know, I would have liked to have been to see, like, a Yuka versus Thunder Rosa match. Like, I don't think they actually wrestled when Thunder Rosa was on tour in Tokyo Shoe Pro um, in two th- at the beginning of last year. I don't think she was, but she did do stuff with Maki Ito. Mm. Um, that the trios match. Uh, I I haven't talked about it enough, but oh yeah, I was really impressed. It was just like the doing shit Olympics. Um, <laughs> just Olympics. just just like oh man, it just kept going and kept going and kept going and getting better. And I believe it was like eighteen minutes long. So um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, just just. Yeah, that whole hour, that whole show, check that out. Like that, I think that's yeah. the best single show of the uh, of the tournament. But uh, overall, like, what do you think? Like, you know, I I would say from a rollout perspective, this was a disaster. Um, <laughs> like, there's no way to sugarcoat it or anything. It's like, yo, we got one, maybe two matches that were on, maybe three. We got three. Or excuse me, we're going to get four total matches on Dynamite here. We're going to do a Monday show on YouTube to kind of test uh, and get you set up for watching Elevation next week or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or two weeks from now. Uh, we're also going to roll out this Bleacher Report thing that isn't properly communicated. And all my friends are scrambling uh, in the text message group trying to figure out where they can watch it. I'm trying to see if I can watch it on my Amazon Prime thing, but like, I don't know my login and shit like that. And it's, and they won't let you reset your password uh, on the device and shit. And it's like, well, I'll just fucking uh, put the, the, um, the cord in my phone and then cast it to the TV or whatever. And I'll just watch it directly off the website. Uh, I, th- I think the messaging was wrong. Uh, Tony Khan kind of threw Bleach Report under the bus on Twitter, which was pretty funny. Uh, he was like, I was assured that one thing would happen, but it did not. But they had the backup link immediately prepared and up on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you brought up the point. It was like, why the fuck didn't they do that from the beginning? But uh, I, I don't see them putting many more events on Bleach Report. Yeah. Another part of that that was weird to me is like <clears throat> yesterday when I watched it, um, when I, you know, I went to, um, I guess AEW's Twitter account clicked on the link and I click on the link and then like you scroll down the pick, scroll down a little bit and it's in a small little window 
or whatever. Yep. So it's like, yo, you mean to tell me that like y'all had this in like the smaller windows if I was going on to like you know, wrestling dot you know watch wrestling dot whatever uh, their their um their their dot com or their dot whatever is, and then like you go and click to you know watch Raw from like a month ago that you missed or whatever else or whatever show, and you click on it, it's in a small box, like it's almost like like it's illegal. It's like it. That shit, that it felt like I was watching, like I was doing some illegal shit to watch. To yeah, watch yeah. I logged on the site, right? <laughs> I, and, and I was showing, I was showing Catherine, like she was there with me. I was like, man, this is interesting. I was like, <laughs> I pull up the page. I was like, Kawhi Leonard, like this huge fucking billboard in the middle of the thing. Then underneath it, the scoreboard. Then like. Uh, some NBA column, and then like there's like this a bunch of squares. There's like 15 squares or whatever, and all the way on the left is your Reho, uh, your your AEW Women's Eliminator. I'm like, so they put that there, huh? I was I could easily see somebody loading up the site, you know, because people like that, you know, when it comes to AEW, people like to feign like they're technic, uh, they're like they're technologically uh, incompetent, incompetent or whatever like i could easily see someone saying oh i couldn't find it you know and whatever so another thing is like i don't know what putting on bleacher report did for you but if you put all of this stuff out on youtube for the first two weeks why on the third week would you switch up like you already got people into that habit. Like if you were to do this, you should have did this off rip, you know, whatever. I mean, I, either way, like, you know, I, I, you know, Tony Khan said that it was screwed up. So then he like puts, finally eventually puts it up on YouTube and it's like, well, I mean, you could have done that to begin with and also done this on uh bleach report and, you know, and see what the traffic done. Maybe it was just, it just had to be some traffic test, but it's like, I wouldn't, and I, you know, I don't know exactly what you use for the traffic test, but I mean, whatever. At least it wasn't like dynamite they put on the fucking thing. So whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was something. I will, I was I will say this: it, if if it was something that he thought was super important or whatever else, he wouldn't have done this to it though. Like he's not putting them with Jericho or Moxley on there. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah, that, and that was my thing. I was like, well, why wouldn't they put something bigger? Like, <laughs> so. Um, but I think overall, as far as the quality in the tournament, I think we've got a very quality uh, tournament so far. Excited to see which way they go with. I'm not sure. Uh, I, or I'm picking Rio Mizunami here uh, to face Sheeta, and you know we'll see what happens in that match. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think they should have a big Hoss match on uh, on Dynamite. So um, we got the big money match with Adam Page and Matt Hardy. Only singles match of traditional kind here. Uh, this is my big gripe with the card. Uh, lots of gimmicks on this card. Um, you've got, um, uh, um, let's see, like, um, but I, I'm, I'm not seeing the big they work. Got a money, they got a money in the bank uh, TNT match. They have a uh, Royal Rumble ladder match. They've right. got or a Royal Rumble tag match. Yep, yep. That's what it is I'm thinking of, yep. Um, um, they've got an exploding barbed wire death match. Yes. They've got street fights, and I'm like, "Where's our? Where's the classic wrestling? Like, where's the? Where's your your work rate, rate matches? Like, uh, they're gonna lean real hard on Shida and Real Mizunami? I don't know. Um, I mean, they should. I'm not. If it's me, I'm not counting on. Look, I'm not counting on Matt Hardy to come out here and give us four and a half stars. Yeah, I'm with you. Ever. 
at any point in his career. Is this actually okay? So the money match, the straightforward match stipulation is the loser loses a fourth of their of their annual income. Yes. All right. I thought it was a money match gonna be like you know some new version of cinematic wrestling where they take him back to the Hardy compound. And he's just not a he's just not a you know, a deity. He's just a normal person. He's a grifter. Uh, I think, hey man, this is hey man's all day. Yeah. Uh, I say beat Matt Hardy in ten minutes or less on this. Uh, <laughs> Buckshot Lariat, get him the fuck out of here. Like, remember, um, remember when a year ago this time Adam Page wins the <laughs> wins that match? Like we expect a year ago, a year later that he would be like wrestling like probably like third or fourth from the top <laughs> against Matt Hardy in a singles match. Yeah, Matt Hardy was nowhere to be found uh, at that time. So it's like, wow, like that I'm man's got like- the long. That man's got the road. Like they, they, you know, what they did with him. They were like, you will face a Brooklyn brawler. Like <laughs> on the way back, you like start at the bottom. Like I know, like I know there are people WWE fans are like people talk about y'all don't ever build nobody. He's like, you motherfuckers spent like seven months building this motherfucker. Look where he's at a year from from after he actually won the match. He wasn't made. Where's the fucking TNT title shot? Why is he wrestling Matt Hardy for cash? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I think this is the easy one for Heyman and, you know, the long road uh, to him meeting Kenny Omega begins. Yeah, that's what I think is going too, but like, they, you know, they got to get like, I would wasn't like nobody him, else. I would like for him to like get a to be like the TNT champion at some point before he gets to um, Omega. Maybe that's too maybe that's too long out, out or too far out to you know to get him the title, have him have a lengthy reign, then drop the title, then come after um, Omega. Maybe that's too long for Omega to have the belt. I don't know, but like, they, I would like to see him in like the third most interesting thing on a pay per view. I like to see him and Cody fight. I don't think they've ever fought, but like come up with some type of reason like where they're at odds. Is that going I worry that that will not get Hangman over. Hmm. That's interesting. Expand on this, sir. I think that they will try to do babyface versus babyface and Cody's a way better promo than him. So, like, people will choose. People love them from Cody. Um, and you know, I, I think if, if you they love them from Hangman too. Yeah, but once you got a hand in the mic, and then Cody comes out there and pulls off some Ellis Island shit or Ellis Island shit, what is Hangman gonna do? Yeah, like, if you, you were know, to ask I, I, me, someone to get him it's ready, it's real tough. Hey, it's real tough when you can't tag out to uh, Kenny Omega. It's real tough. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is like, may, like he, they should do him and MJF. Like, I mean, they can go back to the um, yeah. Battle Bowl ring or all that kind of stuff. They can go over like I've done nothing but win and win and win. I rarely ever lose, and you've done nothing but lose. You, you've lost everything. Uh, da 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 da, and like do that like over the summer or this early spring or whatever else, and then like when they come out of that, like whoever wins that match go is you know comes after the title. Like I, alternate I think- plan. What about him and team him versus Team Taz? Like next, like he's he's Team Taz's next target. Sure, and he gets to play off Taz. Sure, and Cade and the Starks. Sure. sure. 
It's better than Matt Hardy. It's, like, it's better than Matt Hardy. Like, or he or he can go the other route to to the Eddie Kingston route. It's like what exit you want to get off on? What, what heel group you want to you want to fight next? I mean, I would say, I, I think that the MJF in um, what was the other thing you mentioned? Uh, the Team Taz. Team Taz. I like because I imagine MJF. I don't know. Like I just like I think that once we get past this, like he's probably going to wrestle one of them three, and it'll be a, it'll be a bigger deal to me more to more people than Matt Hardy thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, he can I mean, obviously, the inner circle. Right, Obviously, we're you know we still have to wait on like what is that is going to like with him when him and the uh, Dark Order like you know finally do the Elizabeth and, and Macho Man thing. But yeah, um, I'm interested to see like what ha- what happens with that. Like I want I want like if this turns to a faction warfare, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Like inner circle versus Dark Order with, with Hangman's leader, fine. You know, Team mm-hmm. Taz and, and you know Dark World with Hangman, fine, great. Same thing with Butcher and Blade and and um the Bunny and um. Well, actually, that, now you know. You, oh, actually, no, because Anna J's hurt. Never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna say you put the yeah. Bunny in there against Anna J, but nah, nah. Yeah. Never mind. Or or you know, uh, you know, Paige could just fight the whole Nightmare Family. You know, all sixty two of them. Is there any women in the uh, Nightmare Family besides Brandy? Red Velvet is kind of loosely affiliated. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Um, and then there's Brooke Havoc, but she just got hurt. So, but I don't think she's a, she's Cody's trainee. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, she uh, is up fresh out of Nightmare Factory, and she got hurt in her first match. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. Um, that's that's so, not exactly that's not exactly. Um, that don't really like. Oh, you just learn how to wrestle. You got hurt. You better get you. You better go fucking refund from Cody and QT. They taught you wrong. <laughs> so uh, speaking of that, we got the face of Revolution ladder match. Uh, Cody Scorpio Sky, uh, Penta L Zero Miedo, uh, who's sorted out his visa issues. Lance Archer, uh, who won a thriller against Phoenix on Dynamite this week, uh, and we got a match determining the fifth spot between 10 and max caster which is kind of interesting uh, seeing as how they're like two prospects uh, and one of them is going to get the nod here and then there's a tba which is a mystery person um here scorpio sky is recovering from meniscus i believe that's Damn. why we haven't seen him um and then cody's like for me they they pulled this match out of thin air once the shack one got yanked off pay-per-view um Winner gets an AEW TNT title uh, match. I don't know, man. Not really much on the bone here, except like, hey, there's a lot of guys in here that I think could be interesting, but I think that TBA needs to be really exciting. Um, yeah, it's money in the bank. Whatever, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll be a blast. Actually, yeah. I'll tell you that. I don't even say it'll be fun. It's all, I'm almost sure it's going to be a blast. Just doesn't have much of a build to it. Yeah. Um, we can get the Cody Rose moonsault off of one of these ladders or something. Like, <laughs> why, do, why do I feel like Cody's going to be limping like he's too hurt to crawl? Um, 
in the center of the ring on top of a ladder. Can't reach, can't reach, says fuck it, and does a moose. (laughs) You fucking moron. Like, you know, he loves, oh. he loves to do stuff that's like the opposite of trying to win the match a lot. Like, just to pop, like, something be like, oh, that was, oh, wait, what? Why? He does one of those. We're like, that was cool. And then you think, wait, what? Why would you, if this is, okay, whatever, dude. So, yeah, um, he's, he's going to do, he's going to blade. He's going to bleed. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. He's bleeding. There's a ladder. Uh, he can't, wait, he can't wait to get that shit across his forehead. He can't wait. At least it's pay-per-view. He hasn't yeah. bled in a while. So, and um, I also remember the last ladder match I remember him in was that uh, WrestleMania 32 uh, ladder match for the IC, but it was fucking wild. So, um, mm. and he, you know, he took what was that? That was um, who? It was uh, Sin Cara that came off of the ladder and basically uh, bounced off the middle or the top rope and then went through a ladder bridge that Cody was on when he was Stardust. So, like, Cody will participate in some of the crazy shit in these ladder matches. Yeah. Um, ten or Max Caster? Who do you think is going to win? Max Caster, you can rap about Cody sucking on Sunday. I feel like they're going to go with ten. Two and one year anniversary of it. He should. He should do that. Um, they're both prospect. I think they're going to go with ten, like because like ten has had that knee injury. For a long time, it's about time for him to be, you know, recovering like fully off of that. Um, they obviously like him. He's, you know, someone they they've, they've been putting him in the cooler. He's like another Wardlow type, where it's like, ah, uh, I see the, I see the the prototype. This guy's Cena. Like it's <laughs> it's all over him. Like <laughs> like he's got the body. Like he's he's about that height. Uh, I don't know, you know, we'll see about the charisma and all that. They've had him under a fucking mask um, and all that. But when he pulls that motherfucker off one day, like, and it, it will happen. Uh, we'll see if this is like the first kind of hint of that. Um, I think Caster's too entrenched with the tag team. So I think he's just kind of there. Um, Miro and Kip versus the best friends. Can't really care, bro. Don't, don't, don't care. care. Can we have Chucky e. T and Kip Sabian get lost on the way to the building? They had one match to do out of the out of this collection of uh, four people. They didn't do it. Yeah, this should have been Miro did. versus Orange Cassidy here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, like if they, like if they decide like this is the match we do on you know to get orange cassidy a win and then we do a rematch where it's just the, a singles match with those two on dynamite later then i will come back and say you know what i'm fine in retrospect that wasn't that was fine or whatever else right cuz we ultimately got the match most people wanted anyway just at a later date but mm-hmm. and it's built and that built towards it but on pay-per-view i will look for i will look to try to get the bigger match you know in this is not the bigger, the biggest match out of that collection of talent. This smells like, hey, let's get a couple more people on the card. Let, let's get, yep. let's get Kip on there. Let's get yep. Chuck on there because they've been, you know, they've been doing, you know, work during the pandemic and stuff like that. It, um, and speaking of getting more people on the card, uh, the Casino Tag Royale for a future World Tag Team Title match. I think whoever wins this match is immediately getting a shot on Dynamite. For some reason, that tells me that. Bear Country will be on this show. 
the Dark Order, so Silver and Reynolds, um, also Uno and Grayson, uh, Santana and Ortiz, Butcher and the Blade, and Private Party, and Top Flight. And then there's another mystery team, I believe. So this is going to be absolutely wild. It's Royal Rumble style, double eliminations. Um, these normally are good. All, yeah, so they just did one or, or not a couple a weeks Rumble, ago, not a rumble, but a battle royal of the same type just like weeks ago when MJF and Jericho won yep. like three weeks ago. Yep, repeat booking here. Uh, this is this screams, you know, we got to get a lot of people on these shows. This is the one casualty of your um, your every four months uh, pay per view and the mass, the expanding roster. But it doesn't have to be it, like they weren't doing these. This, they weren't necessarily doing all this. We have to get everyone on the card thing for like for Revolution last year, Full Gear last year. Like I understand they did it for um, Double or Nothing with the Battle Royal thing that the Cage debuted in. But you they did a Battle Royal at All Out. Is that what I'm thinking of when Cage debuted? Um, they did a ladder match for Cage. Okay, and yeah, that so. was like nine people in that match. Yeah, um, okay, it was like one of those where it's like, and that match was good, so it's not necessarily, I think this match would probably be good too, but it's like, I, I didn't necessarily need that. Mm-hmm. Those, those things run together if you do them too many times. So uh, I would, word of advice, uh, space these out more because you don't want it to be like, oh, you're doing a battle royal every three weeks. Because pretty soon it turns to, hey, you're doing a ladder match every three weeks. Hey, you're doing a steel cage match twice in a month, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not seeing like the oh, and then of course the exploding barbed wire death match for the AW World Title. How could I forget? Um, someone's getting blowed the fuck up. I think this is going to be incredible. Uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, nuts i'm all in for it they're gonna be shooting it um on like there's a a photographer named ryan loco who's going to be photographing it in the style of the 90s magazines or special film being ordered for it he was beating the drum to get it done on twitter and then i heard tony Khan reach out to him so that's really cool um there's another example of like you know AEW being in touch with like their fans um I think that Moxley, we might not see him for a while. He cut a promo that was very heartfelt, kind of was like this way to go out. You know, you never know like how far along Renee is. Maybe he's just going to take a couple months. Uh, I don't feel like Kenny's losing here. I think he's going to win. I think we're going to get all the pageantry in this as far as like uh, like callbacks to the Onita matches, like the jackets. I think John Moxley has to show up smoking a cig um, before this. I think. I think this is going to be incredible. I just wonder if they use the stadium. Yeah, um, this is the match I care about the most on the card. Um, you know, when they get in the ring, they have great match together. Regardless of if they're you know, you know, a, a match of the month contender or a or just one of the best matches you've seen, you know, that particular week, they just have <coughs> really good ass matches together. Um, and the. You know, I think they've had what three matches together, including that tag match on Dynamite from first one of the first few Dynamite. So, um, yeah, they just have a great match together. Oh, obviously, you know the that trios match from the other from a couple weeks ago too. As well, trios like, match, the lights out tag match with Kenta. Uh, this is like like this year. Like if they 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 knock it out of the park here, they're going on the future year contenders list. <laughs> so I feel like they're already there. Yeah, like. Yeah, I'm. I'm 
very excited about this match. So yeah. I, I was, yeah, I don't know what what else to say, but we've never had like one like this in the in this country. I hope the explosions are explosions. I hope they're not like all fucked up, or else like the match could go terribly wrong. Well, but, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Like, like I hope the explosions aren't like like small explosions. Like I hope they you know they figure it out. So they'll be fine. Like I mean, come on, man. We've seen. We saw what uh, we saw the nine Haroyo having uh, uh, electric. I'm sorry, not electric, but exploding back death matches in Japan outdoors uh, a couple years ago. Like I'm sure that AEW not a rig some shit to blow up, right? Yeah, I will yeah. hope so at least. I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can, I, they can, I mean, they can practice. They can do a test run with Cody's pyro, so it'll be fine. Yeah, you know, you know, maybe you know, slightly less will be used in the exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, I'm picking Kenny to retain uh, and Moxley to go away for a while. Um, yeah, I think Kenny's going to win. Um, as far as the, you know, what happens with Moxley after this, I'm not sure. But anyway, that's the show. Um, I don't like. I said. I think there's a uh, there the singles classic singles wrestling is being underserved uh, on this sh- uh, show, and I think w- should the show not live up, that's going to be something I'm going to be bringing up again. Well, like where's your uh, like like where's your Jungle Boy versus MJF type match? Where's your uh, your Kenny versus Hangman? Like where's your um, you know your your Pac versus Orange Cassidy? Like where's that stuff? Because like your Pac versus um, Adam Page, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not really seeing that. I'm seeing lots of gimmicks and all these gimmicks. Uh, I hate to like bring the the injury bug into play, but like you know, we've seen like sometimes this stuff is sloppy in AEW. Like as far as like uh, you know what, what they're doing with ladders and stuff like that. Like it's amazing more people don't get hurt. So I don't know. Like it feels like they're just trying to fit a lot of people into small boxes here. So. I think that's something to look out for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's next? NXT. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I did a review with this um, for the show on last uh, Thursday's past with Ample for Amp show for uh, Wrestling Headlines. Um, I didn't say this at the time. It slipped my mind, but like, this is a heat-heavy-ass show. Um, people getting multiple beatdowns, heels getting their ass, or Bayface getting their ass kicked left and right. Um, so, um, the first match is Dexter Lewis versus uh, Gargano in a non-title match. They had a match like three weeks ago or four weeks ago that I thought was fucking hilarious because Johnny would temporarily sell for his goofy shit and immediately kick him in the head. <laughs> so, um, hmm. this match, uh, it was fine. Um, you know, and Loomis has his limitations because of the gimmick, just like it, you know, just like we've been saying for weeks. You know, um, but ultimately, um, <laughs> they did this goofy thing where Indy Hartwell is now like attracted to or or, or flirtatious or has a crush on um, Loomis, and um, Johnny, as he get whenever he gets the advantage in a match, just like basically like gets the ref's attention and then like motions to the rest of the way outside the ring to like run distraction so they could take the ref and hit you know looms with a chair for an object or you know cheat or whatever else. So um, they did that one time and 
Austin Theory grabs a chair and he's meant to whack Loomis over the head with it and then like ultimately like he couldn't bring himself to hit the dude that kidnapped him two fucking weeks ago um so Loomis you know foils the plan and slapping that first that that front face choke on Gargano and uh, Gargano passed out I believe or tapped out I think he passed out um I'm not gonna follow this linearly but like after um later on in the show um, the way it was at backstage, and Johnny was like, "What the hell? Why didn't you hit him in the head?" And then Theory was like, "Well, you know, he, he's really a good guy." And Johnny was like, "He kidnapped you two weeks ago, you fucking idiot!" Um, you know, they're playing it for comedy. And then you know, the Indy says, "Well, I think he's cute." And I'm just like, "Ah, just shoot me, fuck!" <laughs> so I'm like, who gives a like? Get Lewis off my fucking TV screen, Jesus Christ! Like Johnny Gargano just had like a four and three quarter star match like two weeks ago, and he's doing this shit like. Jesus. So, whatever. Like, he's going to get a title shot. Hopefully, is Well, I don't even know if they're even doing a WrestleMania weekend takeover this week. Or, or this WrestleMania week. Whatever. Like, whenever they do it on pay, on um, on TV, hopefully they get it done with and move on to something else. Um, so, then after that, you end up getting um, this great video package of MSK. Um... I talked about on TakeOver how Zach Gibson said that, like, MSK's story was, um... He didn't care about their story. But the problem is we, ne- we never got their actual story. The, re- the story, they-, they finally give it to us here, where um, MSK goes through... Uh, Nash Carter uh, goes through his life and talks about how um, his whole life he, want- he watched wrestling, he wrestled in high school, um... And you know he he wanted to be a wrestler, and his dad's part of him all the way, and all this stuff. And then his dad died um, while he was still in high school, and talked about the tattoo he has across his chest. Um, I'm talking about it was dedicated to his dad, and all stuff. And it was like you know these are nice these are these are nice guys that you want to root for. Mm-hmm. Like so, <clears throat> they went to they went to interview after that video package interview MSK later on the show, like maybe like five two minutes later. And the losers of the Dusty Cup final, um, the Grizzly Young Vets, laid them out backstage and uh, broke um, Wesley's hand. So the title match they were uh, supposed to get um, this coming Wednesday uh, has been postponed or, or rearranged. We don't even know yet. Or at least I don't know yet. So, like, great. Like, you just showed us, like, this new babyface tag team that should almost immediately get the belts because they're that you know they've been that good like nope kick it down the road get more heat um thanks great fantastic so <laughs> let's see where we go from here oh then we give one of the best things I've seen <laughs> all year in professional wrestling um or one of one of my favorite ongoing skits you go backstage to the training room with a baby face that had some type of match recently. I saw this. And they say you're cleared, but you're still hurt. And then out of nowhere, Malcolm Bivens just fucking appears. <laughs> Trying to catch a sweet lick. Right. Uh, two, two after last week, it was Kushida where he had newspaper and he just pulled out a thing and smiled. He's like, Kushida, what are you doing in here? This week, they said Leon Ruff's clear for competition after uh, Swerve beat the hell out of him. This man, this man hid and ducked 
behind a trainer's table and just, just stood up, just rose, almost like Godzilla rising from the water. And he was like, hey, man, you know, I, I heard you cleared to, to compete. You know, uh, and then he goaded uh, Leon Ruff into wrestling Russ Cole by, by talking about how Kushida, or not Kushida, how Swerve beat him up. So he comes out, MS, not MSK, uh, Tyler Russ and Bivens together. Then out comes... <laughs> <laughs> then out comes Leon Ruff and he does his pose that he does where he hangs off the ropes and then out of nowhere like a, a black blur comes across the, the screen a, a fucking black shoe catches that man in the fucking head and that boot belongs to Swerve and Swerve Swerve lost balance because he, he had to stick his foot up kind of high but like I guess his foot kind of got caught on the apron trying to bring it back down and then you get rough falling off the ropes and then like the so shit worked out hit, so like it makes it so it, it made it funnier because like he hits them with with, with with extreme precision and then everything else goes to shit and they both almost they both fall and almost fall and Swerve has to like try to you know keep it together while looking cool while he's also trying to keep his balance and like it's just the best so he proceeds to beat the shit out of him some more and then call Rust Tyler Russ and um, Bibbs in the ring is like, well, they almost like see it. They counted as a victory and they raised each other's hands in victory and Swerve walked off. And, uh, you know, Swerve had put him, had put Leon Ruff on the announce table saying, like, I'm sick and tired of you getting, getting um, opportunities. Any opportunities come, come, they're coming to me or whatever else. So um, we were off and running with the Swerve heel turn, like, you know, as opposed to, you know, him talking and now he's out here being a dog brace out of, uh, out of, you know, lower card uh faces so i'm glad he's, i was, he, I was gonna say I, I if there was one thing that i w- wish it was that he was being up someone of a higher caliber doing this um i think i think that'll be the case in a, eventually down the road like throughout later on in the year but like this is a, i think it's a nice start but i'm with you like there's no real reason not to port him to like the mid card immediately or the upper mid card immediately in nxt for who for what do you yeah. grimes is a comedy guy that you've been a million times. He could do Lewis. <laughs> no, so I'm with you on that. Um, so we, we end up going backstage. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, we forgot the best part. I, I totally forgot about this. fucking Death Valley driver. Death Valley driver. Yes, he gives him a Death Valley driver instead of onto the floor. He's on the floor and doesn't. He throws him in his back, lands on the apron in the corner of the apron, and he just like bounces off. It was just fucking brutal looking. Yeah, it's just brutal looking. Like, and I was like, when it happened, I was like, God, Leon Ruff's like one of the best bumpers in the world. He really is. Um, just, just amazing stuff. That shit had to hurt so bad. So we end up getting is what? James, go ahead, hit the music real quick. Uh, I, I... <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are still listening to One Nation Radio. If you're hearing this message, it means that shit has gotten too real or some grown folks business has been brought up that you are unfortunately not privy to. It'd be like that sometimes. The show will continue on as normal in a few seconds. Thanks for your patience. All right, we're back now. So yeah, and we're uh, back. I got to mark down that time. Uh, one fifty-seven. All right, so 
Uh, yeah, so then after that, you end up getting Zoe Stark um, backstage with Regal. And um, Regal says that he was impressed by the squash match that um, she had last week. So how about you go in the ring with the NXT Women's Champion, uh, Io Shirai, and she's like super happy or they're not they're super surprised kind of but like one up one of the stuff to the challenge and um later on in the show they go to show like a small video package for her and like it just didn't work it didn't run they stopped running and they had technical issues and they had to throw to um something else so we didn't even see the video it was like wow thanks for that guys so <clears throat> We come back commercial break later on the show. We get uh, Cameron Grimes watch, on using the WWE Network, um, and he's watching the Million Dollar Man skit with uh, the kid in the basketball. And he watches it, and, and he's like, "This Ted DiBiase doesn't know what the hell he's doing." And he cuts the video no. off before they kick the kick the ball away from the kid because he's like, "I'm just going, you know, I'm gonna bet some some idiot they can't throw the ball ten times without without me giving them a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, and I'll win every time because that idiot did in the eighties or nineties, and I can do it here. So get offer some Jabron backstage, either a thousand or ten thousand dollars to do it. He dribbles it perfectly fine. He's like fucking flummoxed. He's like, "How did that work?" And before he before he even um asked the dude to do it, he was like, "I'm gonna tell you to do this." To drill the ball ten times, give this my money. Everybody was like, "Like million dollar man." He's like, "You knew that." So dribble ten times, yeah. got ten thousand dollars, gave it ten thousand dollars. So I'm just gonna finish the rest of it. Goes and says, "I need." To, he gets pissed. He's like, "I need to go watch the video." The second half of that video, sees that the person kicked that uh, either I think it was Virgil that kicked the ball from the kid, and he's like, "All right, I got married. I know, I, I know now. I'm gonna kick the ball." So he goes backstage, and you know the the thug section known as the parking lot outside of a WWE facility and runs, runs across three people. Sees this one lady looks, looks athletic and says, I give you, you know, a certain amount of money if you do ball 10 times. And also did the same thing. And everyone's like, Oh, like Ted DiBiase. And he's like, yes, like Ted DiBiase. So lady, lady uh, was sitting down, stands up. And when she stood up, she kept going. This one got to be like, six <laughs> And I was like, God damn! That's probably that so, WNBA player. That's, that's exactly who it was. Okay. Like once, yeah, that's exactly who it was. So dribbles the ball, dribbles the ball in the right hand, gets like eight, and uh, <laughs> this idiot Grimes loads up to go to knock that shit out of, out of her, kick that shit out of her hand between the legs, behind the back, couple dribbles behind the back, got the ten. Give me, give me my money. Gets pissed. So later on at the end of the show. Does comes up and says, "I'm getting this. I'm getting somebody uh, with this ten dribble thing." Watson on his last dude gives him the same rundown. Ten dribbles, cut. Buddy says, "Like Ted DB, yes, like Ted DiBiase, just dribble." <laughs> this man, that man dribbled like once or twice. Grimes decked the fuck out. That dude dropped him, and then it was like, it was like, I forgot what he said, but he he just basically jumped for joy and threw money in the air, made it rain, right, and was super happy, right. So. The funny part about it was he laid this dude out and he spent all his money his first two, finally got his joke off, and in the end they pan across and you see all the money he dropped. It's like he lost more money winning this time than he did lo- uh, losing these other two times. And I cannot wait till this motherfucker goes broke. It's going to be the funniest shit. Like, either way, whether he stays rich forever 
like Rick Ross, <laughs> whether he stays rich forever or he loses it all, either way is going to be hilarious. He's a fucking idiot and he's playing up to the hilt. Like he is. You got to bring in Ted DiBiase. I, I think they're going to bring him in. Like I think you mentioned that last week, but like now that we're doing it, like you're actually like fully going on in this country million dollar man uh, thing. So yeah, that, that was a uh, good, that was really good. So, um, Anyway, we get to the um, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark match, and they had one botch in like the first minute of the match, and after that, like the match was was damn good. So I don't, I don't know what Mel's was talking about, like whatever, like as far as sloppiness or whatever you say, like there are plenty of people that are sloppy that like I've never seen him like, not to say that he wouldn't, but like I've never seen him like do that. Whereas like somebody is clearly a great wrestler, and then they point out like, well, they're not actually that great. It's like. I saw botches in the, the Phoenix and Archer match. I've never seen them talk about Phoenix or Lucha Bros being sloppy. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't see the point. Whatever, that's that's one thing he tangent he went on. But, like, I... That I was like that, a thing. I, I, thought that, I thought the match that she had with Zoe Stark was was a lot better than the match that What's It Called had, uh, the Britt Baker and Nyla Rose match. I thought that match was slow and like they were running through the motions opposed to actually wrestling. So... I, you you talk to the wrong person as far as like that one, uh, but yeah, I, I I like the match. I think you saw it too, right? Yeah, I, I watched it too, and it was the uh, first time I got to see uh, Zoe Stark. Uh, my my suspicions are correct; they are all in on her. You yeah. see how they wrestled the match. Uh, they this was like a it was like all right, you do a couple things well, we'll let you do them, but you're gonna ultimately go in there, and Eo's gonna like showcase this shit but like it's not no squash right and it's not really a carry job either it's a competitive match it just it's yeah. a competitive match with a newcomer versus the champion and the champion had to sweat and i saw i was like oh man They're like this is gonna be this is gonna be nice and i was like i wonder like what zoe star is gonna be like when they turn her heel <laughs> i think she'll be a great heel i, I see the, the facial expression she was making during the match i was like oh yeah she'll be a great heel so um yeah, after that match, um Eo wins with the moonsault and um helps Zoe up in a hug and then out comes Tony Storm and Tony talks about how, you know, you can never beat me. Um and that's why you haven't asked what? for Yeah, well, I know they've raced, they've wrestled each other many times. Of course they beat each other a bunch of times, whatever. Um but in NXT or in WWE it's one oh uh Tony Storm. So um Tony says, you know, you've been ducking me more or less in, you know, you, you know, you talk about how you're a champion of the fight. Anybody that may not fought me. So EO says, I'll fight you any place, anywhere. And they have a match. Uh, so they agreed to a match. I forgot what the date is, but it, they've already named the date. I think it's, um, not this week. I think it's March 10th. So, um, that's something to look forward to. Um, so then we end up getting Zylee versus Casey Catanzaro. With a dragon at ringside and Caden and unleash the dragon. <laughs> I don't really think you wanna. Yeah. So this when I when I talk about heat, here we go. So um, or more heat on the show. So match doesn't go long, but ultimately uh, Zaya is beating the shit out of Casey, and then basically uh, after she wins the match, pulls. Um, no, actually, doesn't do, she doesn't win a match? But she's dominating. Zayas are getting Casey's foot um, on the 
still steps and then she basically like stomps on it and looks it looks like she you know broke a leg or broke an ankle or something like that or dislocated ankle it looked gross right um and and then um Caden gets in the ring to, to look you know to tend towards uh, Casey then Caden looks up at uh you know the dragon lady on the ramp and then you know realize, you know going through the whole thing of like Zaya's brainwashed so let me go argue with this mystical dragon lady and uh, she got Seems like too. speaking English to her don't help. Like I, I like for me, I I wouldn't take that route. Yeah, but you um, know, Casey be living her life on the edge. Uh, I, what I would say is like someone broke my best friend's leg in like by some evil person that kidnapped my a, a, a ex coworker or a coworker. Like I'm probably not gonna run up on them seeing they just brainwash somebody to be able to snap someone's leg. Like I feel like you know that's above my pay grade. I don't know. Sorry, Rich. If you get your leg broken, that's on you. Like, you know, I'll escort you to the hospital. I'll escort you to the hospital. I'm not going to fight this dragon lady for you. No. <laughs> no. What happened to, you know, Rob for you, dog? Know, kill for you, dog. Know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you, you made, you've made some valid points, but all I'm going to say is this. It don't do no, no good at both. Our, both of us get our ass whooped. Wow, you know, yeah, you know. My question is this: You tell me what's gonna happen. How they gonna get? How they gonna put both of us in the same ambulance to get to the hospital? How that work? I mean, yeah. Do you, you get know, the stre- we, Do you get the stretcher? Or do I get the stretcher? I I don't know, man. They, you know, yeah. uh, I I don't know. Good, yeah. good point. It'll, it, I, I just know, you know, I don't know. If we ever had to worry about fighting no dragon lady, though. Know? <laughs> yeah, like my, my whole thing is like. This on these are the things you have to consider when you have to face a dragon lady and her minions. That's, that's the only time you have to consider these sort of things, right? Like if someone had the strap, it's like, all right, well, you know, just here's my wallet, here's my cell phone. I have nothing else to give you. My keys. There you go. I, I, nothing else. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we end up getting um, we end up getting Killian Dane and and um, Drake Matt versus the Drizzle Young Vets. Uh, Zach Gibson gets on the mic and says that uh, they're Donkey and Shrek, uh, <laughs> and they have a they have a they have a fun little match. It went short and ultimately ended up pinning um, Maverick. And Dane has to take Maverick to the back and takes him to the training room. And as he goes to the training room, you see Eichner and Bartell walking by, and then they pan the camera out of the doorway shot. And the next thing you know, they zoom out, and there's Alexander Wolf. You know. For, you know, you think of the, the sanity connection, and Alexander was like shaking his head. He's like, "What happened to you? you used to be a monster," and it walked away. So, um, I hope they don't put Killian Dane in Imperium. Um, but I thought it was a nice touch of like, you know, look at you, like you're friends with this fucking you know loser baby, this loser babyface guy, and y'all are doing this comedy shtick or whatever else, like. I thought it was a nice thing to point out, like the the change of character in that man's career trajectory, or whatever you want to call it. When that, remember that man was out there being Matt Riddle on NXT in 2018. Remember that? Light years away. Yeah. So um, then you end up getting Killian Cross versus uh, um, Santos Escobar. So throughout this show. <clears throat> Escobar was pretending or was was no showing the building like he was showing up super late. So um, Riggle was on Bret Hart time, pretty much. So he waited for him twice. Now keep in mind, like I had no idea this match was 
being sanctioned as a no DQ or street fight or whatever the hell they called it, but a death match as you've been calling these things lately. But I had no idea. So all of a sudden, um, they show that Phantasma is outside, or Santos Escobar, same difference, is outside with Wild and uh, Mendoza, you know, guarding the uh, the truck. And then they show a split screen of the truck plus the normal Scarlet Interest thing that uh, that Karen Cross does. All of a sudden, they zoom into the to the car angle to the outside area. Area, right? They go to a single shot of that, and then Cross just basically walks up on them two guys like from from the side, and like they had like they couldn't see he couldn't see him out the corner. Uh, they couldn't see him out of the corner of their eyes. He just runs up and they're like, <gasps> and he just beats the shit out of them. He pulls Escobar out the out the car. They start fighting. They end up buying one of those um like Class B uh big trucks. Um, they end up by the the back gate of the truck. I mean, uh, the back gate of the truck. And um, Santos gets up top, and then he, as uh, Cross tries to climb up, he ends up dropping the, the door on his um on his shoulder, his bad shoulder. Um, gets the advantage for a short amount of time, and then you know the monster freaks back out again. Um, after he gets triple teamed, uh, Escobar tries to get away from the bear. He climbs into the truck. Um, <laughs> Karen Cross gets a pickaxe and starts beating on the and starts uh, puncturing the door. So Santos gets out to fight the dude as a fucking pickaxe. He's an idiot. Um, the other guys scramble to get the pickaxe out of the out of uh, Cross's hands. They end up brawling all the way to the back, um, or brawling into the arena after they uh, get the advantage on Cross. Um, they have... Phantasma has Cross, like, carried or drugged to the ringside area, um, and he ends up throwing those guys through the barricade, both Mendoza and Wild through the barricade. They fight some more. Um, they end up with a... They end up finishing up coming on a spot where, like, they have the bottom... Uh, still steps by the uh, table. Um, Cross gives him a Saito suplex off the off that bottom half of the steps through the table, and then brings him into the ring. Hits the uh, his running forearm uh, thing or whatever else, and then pins him. Um, I thought the very first half of this match was was damn good, and the second part was like I don't understand why y'all this needed to be a you know um, a match that ended in the ring. This could have been a false count anywhere, like. If he had pinned him after that Saito suplex, that'd have been great. Like all the mm-hmm. carnage and stuff, it'd been a great finish. But it, it went a little small. Like, but anyway, I'd probably get like four or not four, three and a half, three and three quarters. It was a fun match, but um, is you know, with did all it the, tell you anything more about Karrion Cross? I was gonna say, did it tell you anything more about Karrion Cross? He can than do a death match. Knew. He can okay. do a death match. That's, I mean, as far as like, can he? You know, for NXT standards, that didn't that didn't mean nothing. It's like, are you gonna have a you know, a Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, Kushida, Adam Cole type match or not? Well, we don't know. We still don't know that. But at least we know that like, if he gets three, if he's in a three or one, you know, match, he can do the monster spots and you know, be and be. I thought he could, you know, if that happened in front of a crowd, he got over. But there's no crowd. Um, mm. I think this is the best thing they've done for him on NXT though. Um. So, and but I still don't. I still don't like the idea of like. He's a babyface we're supposed to cheer for in this match, even though they're both heels. It's just one guy's more heelish, so we just had to cheer. We had to pick one. Um, and that's, I mean, if they want to turn him babyface, they could. 
Because you just go out and kill people, and you know, he, and, you know, he looks awesome or whatever else. But uh, that's really all there is to him so far, and also the tarot cards and the fake dark, yeah, spooky, spooky magic, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I do like the fact that they kept it kind of like Aleister Black to where like, yeah, he's spooky and dark, but he's not like a demon or anything like that yet. Like, <laughs> they haven't, I mean, like, they not have, of the occult. Yeah, like he just, yeah, like there's imagery involved, but it's not like he's really in, you know, he's not like teleporting or shit like that, you know. Um, he has no powers, if you will. Um, but yeah, that was it. See, it was a, it was a fine show. Like, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was fine. So um, I'm this was being, the worst show. This is the worst show uh, NXT's done this year, though. I'm being notified that Bobby Lashley indeed won the championship uh, tonight. Um, cool. So I'm I'm just thinking about it. Uh, good for Bobby Lashley, of course. You know, Black WWE champion and all that. And um, it just it, it's not lost on me that Bobby Lashley had to have insane protection for. Like a year, right? Yeah, pretty much. To beat like the worst WWE champion in like recent memory. Well, you know what the real thing was? What? <sighs> They're just going to get his shit back on the Magatron. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just to coordinate him in front of a live audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it says he can't beat Brock. Well, I mean, do you yeah, want better? Can't do that. Um, and you're already the champion. So we're going to take the belt off of you, but you can cash in after going through a uh, elimination chamber after you beat uh, five other people. Um, and you also got, you know, the help of the dude that you're going to take the belt from at WrestleMania eventually to help you do it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying this is necessarily bad. I'm just saying, like, it's just transparent. I'm not saying it's bad because, like, no. You know, there we've seen we've seen worse thing, a lot worse things done, and I don't necessarily think this is bad. I just think it's like one of those things where it's like this is something you would have done with Hulk Hogan back in the eighties, where it's like you got to kick the ball. You got to hand that shit right back. You got to get it right back to him. It's one of those. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I don't not necessarily begrudge it, but just like, it, but it is transparent um, that they just you know did that just to get the back, get that back to where they can re-put, rebelt him on the show of the year. Yeah, or so their big um, show of the year. So apparently, like what happened is they did like they did three matches uh, tonight. So the first one, Miz didn't show up for cramps. He did a count out on the second one, right? Like he ran away, and then yes. they did a lumberjack match in the main event. Oh my god! So, so he so that's in in typical WWE speed, that would typically be like a one month program. What right there? Yeah, yeah. They fit a one-month program and, and condense it into one three-hour show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen all kinds of funny tweets, like like he um, uh, like th- this started with MVP calling Lana a thought and ended up with Bobby Lashley as the champion. Um, that was a that was like yeah, it's been about a year when he called her a thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good for Bobby Lashley. Works hard. So yeah, and they're you know, and also like giving that match to McIntyre and Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had like, and what they did with Bobby and McIntyre um, in the first half of last year, like I, you know, you know what? I would I would have, have some small reason of optimism for that particular match. I would. 
Yeah, I think that uh, match is going to be really fun. I really do. S- sign me up for the for the Lashley versus McIntyre match. Into that, a, a lot more than the Roman Reigns versus Edge match. So, <laughs> um, sorry, I you know, <laughs> like Daniel Bryan sitting right there. Yeah, that's true. That is really true. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that. I think that um, Edge versus Roman Reigns is kind of just random. I don't really see any type. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Edge is really good at making this stuff work. Maybe he'll come up with a hook for it besides just spear versus spear. But um, from what I've seen of it so far, I don't think it's there. And I don't think. And so maybe maybe they'll come up with it. You know, they still have like, what, another month. Um, but I think it's April 10th. So, yeah, there's maybe they'll come no up with something. Uh, I, I, I'm not interested in that match yet. Yeah. Outside of the fact, there's a Roman Reigns paper rematch and it's an Edge rematch. That's that's the most I got on. Yeah. So congratulations, Bobby Lashley. What um, I am what I am excited for though is Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. That's gonna be a blast. I was gonna say uh, I sent a tweet out about that. It's very interesting the way they go on this. Sasha's over her life at WrestleMania. <laughs> Bianca. Still has not had a singles pay per view match yet. Yeah. Um, if Bianca wins, what opponents do you have ready for her? Well, um, if you can answer that question, if Sasha retains, yep. And so it's like it, it's kind of intriguing to see which way it goes, and then it's like, man, somebody's uh at, at the. Are they going to swap? Are they going to switch up rosters coming after WrestleMania? I don't know. Are they going to do a shakeup? Because they normally do I, shakeups. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and I heard Charlotte challenged Asuka tonight to fight her at WrestleMania. I don't know if that got booked at or WrestleMania. Anything. Yeah, not fast. She said, she said she wants to be the champion at so, WrestleMania. And that's that's what she said. So. Um, yeah, man, and they're, they're gonna do it to Oscar again. Look, um, them, that's not my. That was my real concern. My concern was like, wow, so like that Rhea Ripley thing, huh? Yeah, oh, she's still coming soon, right? You know, they say so. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, the the Bianca and uh, Sasha and Bianca. I would advise people to. I'm gonna say this. I don't want to sound like a hater, right? But I I would warn yourself about getting out there too much as this is the main event of like one of these shows or or nothing. It because, could be. Look. And that's as it, far as I'm going. It, it could be. It going. could be. What I'm telling people is do not marry yourself to this idea um, because when it's not, you will be very upset. Right. Um. Hope for the best. Like that's that's, that's what you do. Um, like given the way they protected Bobby Lashley, and given the way that they have protected early for the way they have pushed Bobby Lashley and McIntyre together, then you look at Roman Reigns and you look at Edge. It's like if you ask me, out of those three matches, um, should Ro- or should um, Sasha and Bianca main event? I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue for or against it either way. I'll say you, those are your three top matches. Pick two of them. Um, but as far as the way Vince McMahon operates, 
I I don't think it's likely that it will main event either night. Should is different from will. Yeah, we'll, we will see what happens on that. Um, but yeah, I, I have nothing else. I just thought I should mention that. Um, yeah, ready for fucking Wednesday. Shaq wrestling. I'm still waiting for Wow. Him. I'm still waiting for because, he, because this man has been ducking these matches that, that WWE has been setting up for years. Like, I'm still waiting. He's like, all right. When's he gonna just like nop and got it? Can't you know? Can't, yep. Couldn't make it. Something came up. Hurt. Could you imagine? I'd laugh my ass off. I'd laugh so hard. It's like all them weeks that they committed to that yeah. shit. Oh my god! Um, the only saving grace the fact is happening on on turn. <laughs> like if it, like if AEW was on, I don't know, some Viacom station, right? I think there's a great chance that he like leaves, and I think that like he, there'll be a lot of uh, heat on him if he tu- if he screws over a Turner product. I think that, I think he realized he can't yeah. do that. I'm joking mostly, but like it would be funny. It would be fucking hilarious if he no showed. So, um, should Cody like how should he target Shaq? You know, Shaq had an extensive injury history. Uh, you know, from the arthritic big toe to the Achilles at the end to the knees. To um, you know, I, I saw people suggest that he should break out the Dory Fun Jr. spinning toe hold uh, to take advantage of Shaq and the arthritic big toe. You know, what, what do you think Cody's strategy uh, should be to chop the big man down? I have, I'm not going to set any expectations for this match. I'm not going to do it. I'm not about to give him <laughs> a, a pathway to success and other that. I don't know. I barely care. <laughs> I barely care. Like, like, just just go out there and smoke it and, and hocus pocus this shit up and get the hell out of there. Uh, I watched a video package in the road to today. Uh, they they shot this excellently with Jade, where she looks like a monster. Uh, she looks like she's throwing suplexes. She's doing power bombs, doing big lyrics, and she's very tall and imposing. Um, if she's not like this is going to be um a case where I think Jade, if she can get over big in the match, Carl Shooter retains the championship. I think you gotta have Jade attack her at that point. And then build from there. Yeah, maybe. Um Maybe. Uh, I would like to have seen her in, or like Russell, maybe one other person in a, in a feud, like, you know, whether it's like a Thunder Rosa or, um, or a Riho. Like, if she wanted to destroy Riho, you know how much heat she would get? She would oh, my get so God. Much destroy Riho. Um, so, I mean, but I can see what you mean. Like, yeah, she should be in the title picture, like, with this year at some point. Yeah, with speed. Yeah. Uh, I actually actually slipped out of, uh, on NXT. I forgot something. Um, on NXT, at the, the, the go-home segment, or the, the final segment was Adam Cole swinging his actions. Um, ultimately, he comes out and he apologizes to um, to O'Reilly because of O'Reilly giving him the brain, or him giving O'Reilly the brain buster on the uh, bottom half of the still steps last week. And, like, he does a phenomenal job. Like, you be- Look, if you are somebody, and I said this to Imp, 
if you were somebody that didn't know that Adam Cole has been shit for four and a half years, except for like, except for uh, six months out of the four and a half, five years you've been in NXT, you can easily believe this. He he looks dead in the camera. He looks sincere, like great acting, looks con- contrite, remorseful, all of that. Anyway, um, Roddy comes down. He's furious with him. Um, says he doesn't know how you can trust him and like you need to worry about what you know what O'Reilly's gonna do once O'Reilly gets a hold of him. Finn Balor comes out, Finn Balor walks down the aisle, Roddy tries to stop him. Um, Finn Balor shoves him, Roddy doesn't get in the way because Roddy's like, I'm pissed at you too, you deserve some ass whooping. <laughs> so, uh, Balor, Balor, you know, beats up um, on cold, end up outside the ring. Roddy tries to pull Finn Balor off. Um, he ends up getting hit. Um, he goes back to Adam Cole. Adam Cole super kicks uh, Finn Balor. Ends up in the ring. Roddy then attacks um, Adam Cole. Shoves him to the ground. Adam Cole looks like a child. that got decked by his father. Looks scared. <laughs> and Roddy's like, "Look, man, we you know it's one of those like you know I, I said this to Imp's like one of those uh, Triple H Shawn Michaels specials like the what what have we become thing where he's like you know." Oh my God! I've scared one of my best friends. He's like, "Look, man, there's a path back. You're like, I love you. You know, we can, we can, we can still solve this." He's like, Adam Cole low blows that man. Um, calls him, says he's stupid. He's an idiot. And then he, um, I think he gives him, um, I think he gives him a super kick or something. Lays him out too, and then walks away. Like that was a go home segment. Very well done. Love the emotions, of all of it. But like, wasn't full for a second. Adam Cole had actually, you know. Realize he was actually remorse for what he did the week before. Like he's been an asshole for months. Like, but this was like a Kevin Owens level performance. It really was. Uh, but yeah, we can get back to what we were talking about with uh, Shaq and them and, and, and Jade. Yeah, I, I'm done. Really, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have much more. But uh, yeah, uh, have a great week, y'all. Yeah. Well, wait. Let's. Uh, uh, do we need to preview the show on Wednesday? The I thought start of- I thought we did that last week. Did we? I swear we did a uh, preview for it last week. Okay, that's fine. All right, lady off. Hello. <laughs>